in theaters everywhere, actor Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your engines. just that guy and he could tell stories um, outside of football. I mean, his telling the story of taking Roberto Clemente to the airport um, right after the 1960 World Series is just one of many uh, interactions. He could drop Jackie Robinson's name and, you know, he didn't say Jackie Robinson. He said, well, when I dealt with Jackie back in the day or an entertainer or Joe Lewis, I mean, it was just never ending. We always wanted him to write a book, but he just always felt like, nah, we'll just leave some, we'll leave everything to um, his knowledge at that point. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. Good morning, everybody. We throw open the doors of the locker room and Gadzooks. What a great day. Yeah. You know, I got to tell you something, Chalooch. The boss gets me going in the morning like nothing else. Yeah, yeah. You know, a little born to run. Yeah. Huh? I love it. Yeah. You got to have that. It's in you. It wants to come out. Let's go, baby. Yeah. Rock it a little longer. And, Turn you know, it up. You know, Turn I, it up, Jacob. You know, born to run, glory days. 10th Avenue freeze out. But as Wolf says, Fifth Avenue freeze out. Well, yeah, I, yeah. you know my math skills. Yeah. I always have issues with that, you know? Yeah. Oh, you got to love it. That just infuses you with such great Bad gladness. Lands. Well, yeah. gladness at being alive, Chalooch. You know, I was, I was riding along today on my way here and got behind one of the Pat Authority buses, and, you know, and they stopped and they got off at a bus thing. And there was, uh, you know, there was a, a healthcare worker got off. Yeah. And you could tell, oh, they just got off the night shift. Yeah. And how precious and wonderful are our healthcare workers that work so hard. Yeah. That went through the pandemic as, as, and done this great, I mean, great service to the community. Yeah, yeah. As soon as I see a guy in, uh, uh, in uh, hospital, hospital. Hospital wear, gear, yes. Yeah, gear. I say, can I pray for you? Yeah, good. Uh, you uh, got to uh, yeah, hit them yeah, with it, man. Yeah, so when I walk in the, the morning, yeah. these are the people that bless other people with so scrubs. much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a guy. Uh, I, is, lo- I used to love scrubs, by the yeah, way. That was yeah, kind of like yeah, yeah. the Zubaz back yeah, in the 90s. Yeah. They were like scrubs. Yeah, I, I got a guy uh, is my 80s? neighbor, Edwin, and I pray for him all the time. That's and I good. And I got a guy, uh, neighbor, 
uh, Brian, and he is, uh, 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 you know, they, they're health care workers, and I pray for him all Absolutely, the time. Absolutely, yeah. because, you know, these are the people, like I say, that yeah. sacrifice, that have stayed there day in, day out. It's like the people down at Light of Life, Gadzooks. Yeah. You know, you see these people going out yeah. to the homeless communities, bringing food, bringing clothing, bringing them to Light of Life, you know what I mean? Right. Feeding them, and it just... Volunteers and, and the staff down there love you guys. Yeah. They are just Jarrell. fabulous, yeah. terrific. Yeah. yeah, Dougie and Hutch. Pray for Jarrell, Absolute. Dougie, yeah. and Rob. Yeah, all them guys. Yeah, Rob, Rob Hutch. Yeah, you yeah. know we gotta get down there and get some of those buttermilk pancakes. Remember, yeah, Rob yeah. making biggest, you know, uh, manhole, manhole covers. covers. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. yeah, I love those, man. But anyhow, um, so. Salute to all the healthcare yeah. workers out there that are God making a you. difference. God bless you and, and doing great. And also, we're going to throw open a, a, a hello to my buddy James DeSantis, right. who I know listens. He's a, he's a great Steelers fan, comes to a lot of the Steelers youth football camps. Yeah. Of course, they were canceled this year, but James and his mom and dad, they got to be just great friends. And uh, he's a young man overcoming challenges in life that you just love him. And he told me, he says, he sent me a card, said, you know what? I ate a donut. So, attaboy, yeah, James. James. Love you, baby. James, uh, That's the way you do it. Yeah, you're following I hope Wolf. it was cream. Go yeah, large. Yeah, go yeah. loud. Go proud. Oh, chocolate. No, no. You got to get the vanilla cream. I, I, or, well, if no, we went chocolate donuts. Orms. No, chocolate Orms. donuts <laughs> with custard <laughs> in the middle. I'm sorry. You, Mr. Skinny Guy over there, you got no weight in this one. I'm sorry. Fat guys know the best donuts. That's why we're fat. Okay, Jacob. (laughs) Jacob. Would you have a chocolate donut with custard in the middle, or would you have a Danish? No, get one with Big Wheel Orums, man. What kind of Danish? Yeah. It's a Danish Danish. Danishes are just as have a big variety as donuts. You're giving oh, yeah. me a very specific donut. You got to give me a very specific Danish. Uh, yeah. The Danish is <laughs> I know. Orms, you know, those those wagon orms. wheels, orms, yeah. those things are as big. If you put them up by your ears, you look like Princess Leia, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. from Star Wars. Don't don't most Danishes have custard on them? No, no. Right? Like, you no. have, it's almost like a flat donut with like a, Custard. Yeah, it just kind of whips around in a circle. No, there. no, yeah. no, 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 no. Danish, the, the Danish has glazed. It doesn't have custard. Yeah, but then what? What would you call a Krispy Kreme? That's not a Danish. Yeah, but that's glazed. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Glazed. See, yeah. See, don't try to. Hey, you know what? Do you, you remember, don't. You don't mess with the experts do, on do you, fatness. Do you remember when we <laughs> when we went to Cleveland and we drove and we had a dozen donuts? Oh, yeah, from Krispy Kreme. <laughs> we were flying. Yeah, what do you call that stuff in the center there on a Danish? Okay, that's a Danish. Okay, that's what I think of. That's custard. That's custard. No, that's a Danish. (laughs) That's custard. No, is that custard? That's a Danish. Yeah, but it's a custard filled Danish. It's a custard on top, but it's a Danish. Yeah, yeah, so that's what's so, so you don't call it a custard, you call it a Danish with a custard. I eye. know, I know, but he said, What's it in the middle? And oh, I, said I didn't custard. hear him say that. Yeah. yeah, so what's the difference between this and a donut filled stuffed with custard? All right. That's underground. See, that's yeah, the that's... custard is inside. I, I, li- I like the chocolate with the custard. No, chocolate. You know, well, it's good. I don't, yeah, I, I don't I, poo-poo I love, it, but you know, when I you rank it, donuts. when you rank it with some of the other stuff, you know, like the orms, oh, and those those vanilla cream orms, 
There's so much goodness in that. And, and There's like a thousand calories in every bite. And Kevin Colbert loves oh, Orms. Yes. Absolutely. He's he's one of the reasons I thought of it. So anyhow. And he loves the good pizza morning. place. He loves the pizza place next to Orms. I uh, don't know that. Yeah, one. That, that, they're square pizzas and uh you 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 How uh, do you figure that? You get a you, they're square a hexagonal little, box. Yeah, well, little with square, square pieces, pieces and yeah. cut into triangles. Yeah. How does that work? I mean, think about that. There's that's gotta be some sort of geometrical type confusion there. Right. All right, you look at that box. It's hexagonal, you know, it's got all multiple sides, you know, six-sided. Then you got a square pizza that you cut into triangles. It doesn't no, make no, sense. No, 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 you cut in squares. No. No, they no. cut in the squares. They, they do, but they, it, you go to you go to any other pizza yeah, joint, the, and they cut them in triangles. No, yeah, round pizza's cut in triangles. I have seen in Buffalo yeah, they cut them any way they want. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But in the, the Buffalo they don't they don't do geometry very well. <laughs> That's why we flunked back. And you, and you are you are I'm, evidence. I'm a you are evidence of that. I, I'm evidence of the lack of great math skills coming from Buffalo, New York. That would be true. So good morning, everybody, and what a good morning it is. It is exciting. It is yeah. God's grace. We get up and just enjoy it. And you know, you got to sit here and say the guys are going to get back on the field today. Right. How often can you get off for training camp? <laughs> yeah. And it looks cloudy. It does look it a little bit cloudy. cloudy. Remember yeah. when we'd be in camp? We go. Ooh, Ooh, rain! They're saying rain's coming in yeah, from because it always came from Pittsburgh. Yeah, it, it would come. And we looked over the uh, cemetery. Come it comes from the cemetery yes. west. And you're looking at it that, comes from the west. Yeah, it's from the west, but it's moving east. Yeah, yeah, but you said it comes from the east. I uh, know. I said it's coming from Pittsburgh. It's going west. No, no east. Yeah, yeah. You got me confused. Yeah, you know what? You, you got yourself confused. I have enough confusion. Don't you try to idiotify me. All right. <laughs> I'm just telling you, the weather comes from the west. It comes from the west, but it moves east. Right. You I, moron. Yeah, but you, you, you said it comes from the east. I'm going to say it one more time. All right? Listen carefully. Unplug your ears. All right? The weather was moving east right. because it came from Pittsburgh. Right. But it was in the west. It, can't, it doesn't come from Pittsburgh. Ken Zook, somebody help me. Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, you know, yeah. the, the mentally aberrated here is just kidding. Okay, so let's talk football. Let's talk football, my friend. Exactly so. So, with Kevin Colbert, he was on the he was on the on the show yesterday, right? Yeah. So he's, uh, you know, they, they were interviewing him, and um, I was sitting there going, you know, the guy with the biggest problems maybe this year could be Kevin Colbert right I mean think about what he's facing you've got a cap that it's like a 198.2 million something yeah. ridiculous right that was expected to boom up next year or, or maybe even this year like 10 or 20 million but it could be 175 they say that's the lowest it would go to but holy cow you're talking about a lot of problems if that cap drops which it who knows? Because yeah. you're talking about no fans. You're talking about, I mean, merchandising. Everything's going to take a hit this well, year. Well, you know what? Uh, I, I don't think merchandise will take a hit. And the TV you contract. You don't think so? No, TV contracts will not take a hit. But uh, you're going to take a hit ticket from ticket sales, sales. Ticket sales will take a hit. I think, I, I, I still think you've got issues 
that could possibly arise with merchandising just because on account of the fact that you don't have the fans in the oh, stadium. Oh, Steeler fans love merchandise. I got yeah, it. They, they I got it. it. I got gotcha. so, you. Know, I agree with you, but when, I still think. When they go to friend's house, they want to wear this jerseys. And When was the last time on game day you were at anybody's house? That was, what, about 40 years ago? No, no, no. I, I, I was not. A, a, it was... Before, before when they go to I love that the, the proclamations here we go Mehmet Ilkin 1979 <laughs> when I go to other people's houses I wear my Steelers gill yeah, yeah. on game day yeah he right? wore, he wore and, my jersey <laughs> right and you weren't even around to see it right right <laughs> I love that proclamation but think about but, it you know the, if you if you you're gonna have some sort of hit Chalooch yeah and think about the guys that you got out there because I'm gonna list them for you yeah okay because I kind of can't do this off the top of my very flat head all right you take a look at this and you got yourself Cam Hayward right you got Cam Sutton yeah. you got Mike Hilton Tyson Alu Alu you got Bud Dupree you got Big Al you got Zach Banner Matt Filer James Conner I mean that's a lot of guys right. that's a lot of and cash at the end of 2021 yeah. you got TJ Watt who could bust the bank yeah, yeah. I don't know I'm yeah. sitting there looking at Kevin I'm going I'm glad I'm not you <laughs> yeah 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 you know uh um well Omar's the campologist right yeah so I know. could you yeah, imagine yeah, being yeah. a campologist so uh you know what um the last time I went to a football game was at Indiana State uh and it was the uh, Steelers Rams Super Bowl and and uh you know all the you know a third of our guys were from Western Pennsylvania. You know, John Wayhard, you know John and right. his brother Steve uh, Wayhard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, uh, Mark Radkowski, uh, Bruce's, Bruce's uh, uh, uncle, uh, Ziggy, uh, and uh, Pete Porker Jack from Bethel Park. And, uh, you know, all, all these Jerry Glusick from McKeesport. Right, right. Uh, Gary Gilmore from McKeesport. So did you wear your Steeler gear? No, no, I did. I, of, I wasn't a Steeler. Is that, man? I, I had my Chicago Bear mug. And uh, I, oh yeah, and, oh and, Steeler fans yeah, are gonna wear you know, our gear. You don't and, even show up in it. And when I got drafted by the Steelers, all those Pittsburgh guys called me up and goes, "What are you gonna tell Chuck? You're not going." <laughs> I'm going, Chuck. Could you trade me to the Bears? You could be like, be like Peyton Manning, yeah, you know, yeah. or Eli Manning. Which one was it? Yeah, all right, yeah, the, the yeah, one yeah. that refused. No, I'm not e- going. Eli, there. Eli. Was it Eli? Yeah, all right. And so, then and John Chuck, Elway. I'm not going. John Elway, John Elway didn't want to go to Indianapolis. Yeah. John Elway didn't want to go to Indianapolis? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No kidding. Right. Now, I wonder why. He was happy at Mile High. Yeah. I don't know. Rocky Mountain High. Yeah, I, I would. Uh, John Denver? Yeah. John Elway. Yeah, John Elway, John Denver. You know, Denver. there's something there. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. A little simpatico. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, we are going to be back, and uh, we're going to get rolling here. That's Chalooch over there. I'm Craig Wolfley. You're in the locker room. We'll be right back after this.
Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. Well, when we play George Benson, Breezin, it could only be one guest, and that's the cool Breeze himself from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette and Steelers Radio, Jerry Dulac from McKeesport, and friends with uh, Jerry Glusick. Yeah, well, welcome to the uh, show, Jerry. How are you, buddy? Well, boys, you know, my favorite time of any week, other than when I'm walking to the first tee, is when I get to spend time with you. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> you know, dude, it's so funny because right before we went on our first segment, Tunch says, all right, now remember, we got Jerry Dulek at 920. I'm like, oh, yeah, fine. We go right to break. And I'm like, oh, we do this, this, and then he goes, Did, do you, like, remember anything? <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm sitting there going, I wonder, I wonder how much ramnesia I really got. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, part of that, that, that's what happens when, uh, you know, you turn 63. And Tunch, you just, you, you just had a birthday, right? Right. No, I, 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 uh, I'm going He's to coming be up. September 23rd yeah. at 63. Uh, that's right. I, I always, I always lump you in with me in August. And one of my other buddies is August. And that's right. And every year I make that mistake. Like you're <laughs> right. Well, you know, you're, you're, ju- you're just a couple months older than me. Right. Right. One, one month, one month and two weeks to be exact. Yeah. Yeah. You're older. You're older than us. Yeah, just by a just by a bit. Where, when's your birthday, Wolf? Mine is uh, May, and I'm I'm May, like oh. yeah, I'll be sixty three. I'm laughing because I'm like going, well, it truly is all about the terrain because the mileage is, <laughs> is the same with you and me. But I think one of us has been going a little harder terrain when I look at you and look at me. <laughs> <laughs> well, and Wolf, we get to spend two hours together Saturday night with the uh, training camp show on DVE, right? Is that going to be this Saturday night? Yeah. All right. Or no, no, Friday excuse, night. Excuse Friday me, night. Excuse me. Friday night. Friday night. Jed Zooks, Jerry, you, you can't do I've that already, to me. <laughs> I've already screwed that up. I'm, I was thinking of last Saturday. Night. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He'll, Beautiful. He'll, he'll show up at Saturday night. <laughs> right. You better make well, sure well, you text me Friday, okay? Right. <laughs> so, uh, so, Jerry, um, this uh, uh, in this pandemic – uh, you you've been writing great articles, but how uh, how have you been managing it? Well, I will tell you, Tunch, and I will tell you honestly, it, it stinks, and um, and and that that's probably no shock to anybody, right? But I give credit to the people who are trying to make it work as best as possible with these Zoom calls. I mean, we're three weeks into Zoom calls, and I mean, I'm already sick of them, but there's nothing you can do about it. You know, I right. tell everybody, it's like driving to Florida. You get in the car and you just do it, whether you like it or not. Mm. And it's the, and it's the same deal. Uh, um, I uh, like I driving to Florida. Yeah, I do it all the time. It yeah. doesn't bother me. Yeah. So, but I, I think I think the main thing that that I know personally and professionally that I miss and, and it is the biggest deterrent is the personal interaction. Right, right. Um, you have none. Uh, and and the guys that you deal with, the people you run into, I'm talking about coaches, the players in the locker room, uh, you know, the guys that you talk to when you're trying to, you know, disseminate maybe, a, a, you know, what's going on or, you know, find out a little bit more inside intel. Um, those opportunities are now, you know, you know aren't available now. Um and so, and, and just, you know, and just the guy seeing you, uh, you know, they, instead of you just being a voice on the other end of the call, although I guess they can see you, but my, my point is, is that they don't know who you are, especially the new guys. Yeah. 
and and you don't have and you get to ask one question, basically speaking. Yes. And again, that's no fault of, of anybody who's setting these up, because if you want to, you can ask a follow up. But it's not the same as going up to a guy and maybe just asking him a couple of quick questions, two, three, four questions, maybe, and then leaving him alone in five minutes, you're done. And instead, they have to do 15 or 20 minute Zoom calls and answer all these questions. They get tired of it, too. Most of them have been very gracious. But you just don't have that face-to-face personal interaction, and that's what I've always kind of, quote, relied on in my professional career, you know, gaining the trust, the respect, and the relationship of these players, being able to deal with them, getting them to be able to open up to you, uh, mm-hmm. you know, if possible. And, and that's what you miss, and that's the hardest thing about from what I do that, that will be a deterrent to what I do. You know, Jerry, I think the greatest pri- – for me, the greatest problem is, um, like like you, that, but Tunch and I were just talking about, tr- being down on the field, getting the feel of things. Yeah. You're so right. far removed. Right. You feel like, uh, you know, you can't really get a grasp on how a lot of young guys are doing because you're not close enough to to see the dropping of the hips. You're not close enough to see them, you know, with a, a veteran push-off at the point of, uh, you know, separation, you know, when they're running pass routes. Things like that, the little things that, you know, you pick up while watching and you understand and get a feel for. And I, I have none of that for the young guys, the real young guys. And so we can't pick a camp phenom yeah. now. Right, right, and which is which is you know much to Wolf's dismay. Um, <laughs> I know. Uh, hey, I'm know, on a hot streak. I won one in a row. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what's your I, record? One. I'm two. I'm one seventeen and one. <laughs> I was going to. That's what I thought it was. Wolf, to your point, I always say that as well when I'm at a golf tournament. Like I will say, I'm going to go out to the. I'm going to go out to the course and get a feel for the tournament. Right. Yeah. You're not going to find it in the press. Kent, no. the press center. So I go out because you want to you want to feel the vibe of the crowd or the right. players or the atmosphere, and it's the same thing. And I mean, yours, you know, in your to, to your point, you know, you're a little bit more detailed in what you're looking for. But it's the same thing when we're down on the field at mm-hmm. the yes. You just get a feel for what's going on, and you don't get that sitting in the stands, being detached from practice uh, like we are. Uh, now and again, I'm not complaining about the arrangement about the people who have to make those arrangements. Right, but it's just so totally different, different for us, and it's and it's just we don't have the same, you know, we just don't get the same feel. We don't have the same access, and that's mm-hmm. what we have to deal with. That's the way it is. Yeah, uh, and and uh, you know, from uh, to speak our analysis, it, it's uh, it's it's slow uh, because yeah. you know you yeah. know. When uh, we've been asked of uh, younger players, you know, we focus on the, you know, the, the Anthony, uh, you know, Anthony McFarland. We focus on Chase Claypool. We f- focus on Alex Highsmith and, uh, you know, Eric Ebron. And uh, when we've been asked uh, the uh, some free of the young agents, guys, yeah, yeah, you just can't, you don't you, have a feel for. Yeah, them. you can't. You, right. you haven't. You got a feel for them. Well, and not only that, fellas, like if you're up at training camp and even during the regular season, you know, you're going to lunch at, at, at uh, you know, um, at, up at St. Vincent or you're walking down the hall, uh, you know, to go get a coffee, say, at the south side or you pass a coach, you know, and, and the guys and they know you, they, they respect you. And 
you could say, hey, coach, you know, I was just wondering about this and that real quickly. Right. And they might be able to tell you, yeah, you know what, the kid's struggling. No, you know what, we really like him. Just something simple as that to pass the people somewhere. We, we don't and we won't have that opportunity just to glean that little inside info or, or because you, you're not close enough to find out. The only other way you're going to find out is by talking to the coaches. Hey, what do you think of this guy? And so that's what we kind of have to rely on. Uh, now more so than ever, and yet having that access um, obviously isn't the same. Jerry, we've uh, we're, we've been celebrating the last couple of days. Of course, the uh, uh, you know Bill Nunn being uh, you know moved up in uh, in the finalist for the Hall of Fame. Right. And I, I right. wanted to ask you because of you know you had a relationship with him, I'm sure. And do you have any yes. Bill Nunn stories? Anything that to uh, Everybody has been coming on and, you know, having the ability to kind of paint a little bit of a picture of Bill Nunn. And, and the man was a magnificent man and human being. And I just thought that uh, I wanted to give you the opportunity, if you could indeed maybe enlarge upon it. Well, what I what I would say, Wolf, and, and yes, I got to know Bill, obviously, uh, in the later years. I wasn't around for, you know, his, quote, heyday of the 70s. But it was amazing to me. Uh, one beside the uh, beyond the personal nature of the guy, you know, always so friendly, um, mm-hmm. approachable, yeah. would approach you, uh, always willing to say hello and ask about something. Uh, when I think of Bill, you know, and usually any of my relationships professional with these people becomes who did I have more, you know, on a personal level. And Bill was that type of person mm-hmm. and, you know, much admired. And, you know, you hear it was like Kevin Colbert was asked yesterday on a Zoom call. Are there any specific stories that, you know, that, you know, that we haven't heard that you can relay about Bill Nunn? And, you know, he told the story about John Stallworth, uh, you mm-hmm. know, going down to, uh, you know, uh, work him out. Uh, he ran a he ran a bad 40 time. So uh, Bill stayed around one extra day. The only guy had him run it again and then asked the coach for his game tape. Well, back then, you know, they only had, you know, the game film. Bill Nunn took the game film with him yeah. so nobody else could see it, you know? And so when you hear all those stories, it's kind of hard to top. And I talked to Art Bruni Jr. Oh, about a month or two ago. And um, uh, I'm trying to think the exact nature. I was talking to him, what I was talking to him about. And um, he was telling me some Bill Nunn stories and, and just the little things uh, that he did and that their scouts did, you know, under his direction. Hmm. And, uh, you know, Bill, is, as you know, is just is just much admired. And there were, it would be tremendous if he could become the first scout to be inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And I will tell you, fellas, I think there's a very good chance that's going to happen this year. Yeah, amen to that. Uh, uh, you know what? Uh, uh, when Art Rooney, uh, Art Rooney II and Bill Nunn Jr. were ball boys, they took right, right. Joe Green's car <laughs> And they drove to the city, and they drove back, and Joe Green never found out <laughs> until today. Yeah. I think that's one of the greatest stories. Yeah. I mean, to get away with that. Yeah. Two ball boys yeah, took Joe Green's car. I think, uh, you know, when, when, uh, uh, you know, when you, 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 we've been around the organization a long time, and you talk to the people who go back even further – um, you know, the stories you hear, I mean, obviously that has all changed. You know, the professional athlete has changed. The, the, sport, right. the sport itself has changed. But the old stories, and, and, you know, partly because we know the people, but partly because just the stories.
stories were a lot more entertaining and the characters were a lot more entertaining. It was different. I mean, you know how it was. Now it's a, they're, they're, they're multi-million dollar athletes and the whole scope of professional sports has changed sometimes and a lot of times to the detriment to a lot of fans and other people. But, uh, you know, in those days, uh, you know, the guys were the guys were different. The atmosphere was different. And it seems like it was a whole lot more entertaining. Yeah, you know, when uh, Bill Nunn uh, came to Indiana State with Raleigh Dodge, uh, they were timing me. And, you know, I, I snapped, uh, to, uh, short snapped it to Raleigh because I was a center. And I, uh, I had a long thumbnail and I gashed his finger between his fingers. And he was uh, bleeding like a stuffed pig. And then I was long snapping to uh, Bill Nunn and I skipped one in and he's, he bent over and he split his pants. <laughs> and I thought, okay, I, I'm not going to get drafted by these guys. And and sure enough, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, Jerry, when you when you look at this year and you and you see all the chaos, how 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 assured were you going back a couple of months that this season was even going to come off? Because I will tell yeah, you, I wasn't. Couple, yeah, a couple yeah. months ago, I was like going, hmm. Yeah, well, if I was the same way, I I wasn't uh, I wasn't sure that it would. Uh, I thought all along, and even and this was before they even shortened the preseason, obviously to two games. I thought all along it would be college football. They would give them five or six weeks to get ready for the regular season. That was my first thought, and 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 then when they said they were going to reduce it to two games, I was skeptical of that, and of course they did away with that, and so. Yeah, I, I, you know, I'm not going to sit here when somebody asks me. I just say, well, they intend to play. <laughs> they intend to play, and, and we shall see. And I, and I think, you know, the closer we get, obviously, they're more on track uh, to do that. But I've also thought it wouldn't have shocked me, and it probably still wouldn't, if they chopped off the first four games, put them at the end of the schedule, and started like October 8th or whatever that week is mm. um, for, for game five. Um I, I, everything's on the table, but, yeah. but so far, you know, they've had, you've seen that they, what were there? 23,000 tests. And despite these false, false, false positives that just popped up, there were 23,000 tests administered over an eight day period. And there wasn't one single positive. I think the misconception that people have is, Oh, they're going to be out there and it's going to be contact and there's going to be sweat and there's going to be spittle. No, because the players who are on the field, aren't positive. They're all fine. They've been tested four times, sometimes five times a week. And so the players who are on the field are not infected. And so it's not like the, the game itself is going to spread the virus. Look what's happened in the NHL, which is obviously a big contact sport. Even the NBA, nobody's catching the virus during the game because the only players on the competitive field are players who are fine. So, you know, the problem is going to become when, when players go home, if somebody in their family, whether a kid, you know whether one of their kids right. or somebody is a carrier, maybe their wife, they're asymptomatic, they don't know it, but then they'll catch that right away. And are there going to be some positive tests? Yeah, but look, look how basically how few there there have been for the most part. Um, and I mean, baseball is the one exception, and that, and that's the one sport you would think that there wouldn't be a lot of um, uh, you know a lot of positive cases, right. but. Uh, you know, we're getting closer. Obviously, we're inside three weeks. Actually, we're, we're two weeks tonight, right? Because that's when the opening game would be. So right. I think it's probably a safe bet that they're going to start on time. But, Wolf, I'm with you. I, uh, a month or six weeks ago, I, I was very skeptical that they would start on time. 
You know, I, I, I really I really had that feeling. But as they move forward, you saw the way they unfolded the tier one, two, and three, the you know, the right, different right. various phases. I, I thought that was a uh, unique approach to doing something that, uh, you know, I didn't think could get done, really. I'm really pretty – I'm excited because, frankly, I need it. I don't know about you, man, but I, can, I one thing I learned as absolute fact – over the quarantine is I am not to be trusted at home alone with a stocked refrigerator. Right. That's just no good. It's, it's <laughs> well, a I short think, walk to that fridge, baby. Well, the, probably the number one thing that I hear from the fans, whether in emails, chats, or, or Twitter, is uh, the fact that uh, they need football. They need the NFL, uh, you know, whether for entertainment, whether for routine, tradition, or just betting, whatever the case may be. And, um, you know, even going forward, it's going to be different for us. You know, again, it, it, you know, whether people know this or not, you know, at games, you know, no, very few media people will travel to games. There'll be no locker rooms. We won't be in an, inside a locker room till next right. year. Right. Um, and, and so it's going to be entirely different. And so there'll be a lot of media people who will stay at home, watch the game on TV and do the zoom calls that they will be, that we'll have access to after the game, the same as I will. If, if I go to the games, which I'm scheduled to go to the games, so, but it's going to be different. Your job's going to be different. I'm not even sure you guys are going. I don't yeah, I, I don't think we are. I think we're no. going right. to do. That was right. It, That's what I was. It's told, almost so. like you'll have the same picture in either place. You know what I mean? If you right, don't go, right, right, I mean, exactly. being exactly. on site has no advantage. Actually, has less advantages to it. No, the, that, that's right. The only quote advantage, and it's not an advantage, but but I think is you have a presence there. And that's, you know, for, you know, if something, you know, beyond the field, the television doesn't pick up or isn't on the show or something like that, those little things. But, it, it you know, it's the same idea that everybody travels with the president. And this goes back to Gerald Ford in case something, in case the president falls, in case something happens. To the right. That's why everybody goes everywhere. The media go everywhere with him just in case something happens. And that's the same That's the same approach that we take. But, you know, the Post-Gazette typically sends four to every game, uh, you know, on the road. Well, um, that, that's not going to happen. Yeah, mm. yeah. All right. All right. Thanks, uh, Jerry. Uh, uh, God bless you, buddy. Thank you for coming on with us. First hit with All the right, cool boys. breeze. Yeah, there you go. Cool I'll breeze. See, I'll see you down at Heinz Field. And, uh, Wolf, if I don't see you today, I will see you tomorrow night uh, yeah. for a little night's practice. Right, because yeah. it's not Saturday night, right? It's Friday night. <laughs> You're right. screwing me six up, to, Jerry. <laughs> 6 to 8 p.m. You can hear Wolf and I on WDE, the team's flagship station. Right. Sounds good, brother. Thank you. All right, brother. All right, yep. Take care. Thanks, you. All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, he's Wolf. I'm Tunch, and you are in the locker room.
talked about amending our um, you know our policy and again that's an organizational policy um, that's been in, in place for a lot of years so I don't anticipate that changing um, we'll continue to, to look at situations and if one makes sense we'll do it as you guys know we never talk about individual uh, negotiations and you know we have to leave it at that but I don't anticipate us changing that under the current conditions you're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. And we are back for the final gun lap of the first hour here. Tunch and Wolf in the locker room along with Jacob. Doing a nice job of bringing the boss. Right. You know, I think we're all kind of like harmonizing in our minds, you know? You kind of... Well, we can't harmonize. Well, in your mind, you can. Yeah, you, know, you it's can. It's kind of like you got to have that ESP yeah, I, type thing. You know, thing, you know? singing in your mind, yeah. but not oh, so singing much out loud. No, that would be embarrassing. Yeah. You know, again, as, I, as I've noted many times, I do come from a noted line... A long line of whalers. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? and, and I, I, I'm tone deaf. You are. Yeah, you know what? Uh, when uh, as well when as I, flat-headed. You too. know when I, when I sing worship with my kids. Yeah. Uh, when, you in, scare in them? church, they say, "Dad, turn down the volume." That was that was Grandpa Palmer, yeah. patriarch of the Palmers yeah. of Great Palmer Pies. Oh, let me tell you something. The Palmer Hoopy, Pies. Hoopy's listening. Of course, she's a Palmer. Yeah. And so she has the blessed touch of perfect pie perfection. Yeah, she she you does know. make great pies. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah Daddy. Yeah. You know it, man. So you take a look at, um, you know, with, with Boss, I, I just love the fact that uh, whenever I listen to him, I start thinking about back in the day. Right. It takes yeah. you back to the day. Yeah. I love that stuff. And so we were listening to Kevin Colbert, and one of the things that uh, Kevin was talking about just there was uh, really – the dilemma that is a dilemma that you don't know about because yeah. everything's up in the air. Yeah. The bottom floor of the uh, salary cap could be as low as one hundred and seventy five million. Right. How can that be bad? You yeah. know, but it is. So you've got a possibility of the salary cap coming into play much lower. And you've got some people out there that, you know, as always, you know, Kevin talks about the fact we don't do talk about individual right. contracts. Yeah. But in, in, in back in the 90s, early 90s, they have adopted a policy of once the season starts, it's done. Right. Concentrate on football so that we don't have any, you know, bad feelings, hurt feelings. We don't yeah. have any Ernie Holmes. I got to go talk to Dan. I need. Yeah, I need money. <laughs> I need money. <laughs> Could you imagine? As fearsome as Ernie Holmes was, yeah. as equally fearsome as Joe Green was, yeah. when you're sitting there in the movie room, in, in the in meeting the room, room, in the film room, and you, the film's playing, you're talking about you know prepping for this Cincinnati. next game, and you've got those two starting to butt heads. Yeah, I'm telling you what, no wonder George Perlitz, the defensive line coach, ran out of the room. Yeah. 
I mean, think about that. Yeah. That would have been chairs flying everywhere. Yeah. This is Ernie Holmes. This is the guy who, when he got a headache up at St. Vincent College, sat down. sat down on his helmet and sat there. And you know what? He didn't move. Yeah. They moved the drill. the drill. How many times have you ever heard of a player sitting down in the middle of the drill? And when George Perlis, the defensive line coach, said, Ernie, what's the matter? He says, I have a headache. Yeah. And he says, Okay, and he sits down, and he stays there, and he does not move. Yeah. And they have to move the drill. Yeah, That tells you a little something how wild he was. I go back to back in 83 when we went out to L.A., Thousand Oaks, yeah. and we went out there for the, for the playoff game. We were there a week. And I remember getting off the bus and coming up, and I see this guy. Ernie Holmes. He's enormous, enormous. He was almost 400 pounds at that point. Yeah. But it was looking, I shook his hand, I looked in his eyes, and all I could think about, and I told you later, I said, everything I've ever heard about Ernie Holmes came true. true in that moment. Yeah. Looking in his eyes, you knew exactly yeah. what this guy, it was crazy. But he was a nice guy. Very nice. He was and a he, nice and guy. He, gave, he gave his life to Jesus. Yeah. Things changed in his life and before he passed away, thank God. Uh. But the guy was... The guy was uh, scary looking. Yeah. You know, I mean, those eyes, he'd, you know, he'd look right at, wow. You know, yeah. I mean, so anyhow, uh, getting back to it, uh, we're talking about, uh, you know, the number of guys that Kevin Colbert has, uh, you know, got out there. And yeah. like I told you, I'll take a look at this list. You start with Cam Hayward, you know, and you've got, uh, you got Cam Sutton. You've got uh, James Conner, Matt Filer, Zach Banner, uh, Big Al. Uh, Bud Dupree, Tyson Alu-Alu, uh, and, of course, Mike Hilton. Yeah. I mean, who 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 did you start to high point? I mean, yeah. to me. First high point, Cam, Cam Hayward. Hayward. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that would be the guy that, uh, and, and there's, according to, if you listen to the reports, no movement has been made right. on that. Yeah. And but, Kevin's talking about, and I'm sure you've got, there's got to be reassuring words yeah. coming back and forth because of the fact that, you know, Kevin obviously recognizes the value Cam Hayward brings to this organization. Right, and and you know he he's not talking about uh, uh, contract negotiations now because it's the season. Uh, they, they, well, it's technically not yeah, the season. Well, it's the pre. Yeah, pre. It's it's kind of the. It's not the preseason. It's not preseason because there is no preseason, but it's not the season because it's not but, the season yet. Uh, you know, um, the the Steelers never contract negotiation. Uh, they they don't start contract negotiations uh, at the beginning of the season. Uh, they you know so well, they stop all yeah. negotiations at yeah. the beginning of the season. Yeah, yeah, that's where it goes. But right. the problem is we have no preseason and right. we're not in season. Yeah, and so it's kind of this nebulous thing that is kind of. It's awkward. It's it's like everything else this year. Everything else this year has been awkward. Right. Why should contract extensions not be included? In the awkwardness of what a COVID nineteen year brings, right? Yeah, it's like hello. The number is four one two nine one nine one three one six. We have a phone caller. We have Cr in Chicago. Cr, welcome to the locker room. What's up, brother? What's going on, you two old fogies? My God, I'm so privileged to talk to you guys. I'm, I'm almost in tears. Uh, <laughs> we're almost in tears too, yeah. and so we're getting older and fogier. I'm all, I'm almost yeah. in tears because the Lysol King over there keeps spraying me down over here. I mean, like, ah. hey, hey, man, hey, we got to make sure you're safe. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, hey, hey, man. First of all, I didn't realize that you guys were on for three hours. I'm thinking, you know, the, the whole time. That's why I've been calling like in the second hour. Oh, okay. I just said, well, I just, 
I just come on a little bit early and see what's going on. And I heard you two old folks back there talking. So I decided <laughs> I'd, I'd get in here real quick. And um, I'm keeping my, my, my goal is trying to be the first guy on the on the line every day. So yeah. for the rest of them. So the rest of y'all that call in after me have to keep up with me, okay? <laughs> you got a so, lot of energy um, there, bro. Yeah, CR, we we we, we welcome you to to the uh, voice your opinion. <laughs> hey, well, hey, man, when you get to be my age, man, hey, you know, only thing you got is energy and the feelings. If, if you ain't got those two, you ain't got a whole lot of nothing. Right, because the filter <laughs> goes too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 be nice, be nice, you know, be nice. No, I'm just saying, uh, it happens to all of us, CR, man. Uh, CR, how old are you? I'm 75, man. Thank wow. God. Man, you're a young-sounded you. 75, Yeah, you're bro. a young-sounded 75. Hey, brother, I'm I'm just blessed. But, see, that's one of the benefits of being a part of Steeler Nation for since 1974, you know? There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm just, I'm excited about it, man. But I tell you what, it's 75. It's like this. Hey, brother, I can't wait for 76. That's going to really be <laughs> I like your attitude. All right, brother, what so, you got for us this morning? Well, hey, man, I got a whole lot of stuff, but um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take a different approach. Uh, but it's still, it's still a part of sports because we got all the stuff that's going on right now, uh, especially with the NBA and the uh, um, uh, some, some baseball, Major League Soccer. Uh, with all this trouble we got out here in the streets, especially uh, Kenosha. Kenosha is only about, about 10, 12, 15 minutes from me at the moment. Yeah, really? I grew up in Kenosha a lot. Oh, As a matter my. of fact, uh, I had a, I used to work up there at one time. I had worked for a company called Jiffy Lube. I was there for about six months working with them. So um, anyway, I just want to get to – I'm not going to get deep, but it's, 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 a, it's a good thing because uh, – well, I guess you guys can remember this here. Back in the early days when you had Jim Brown and uh, uh, young Lou Alcindor and all those guys that were uh, stepping up to the program using their, um, their, their, their platforms as sports personalities to make some things happen, now this is happening again. But right. the twist this time, the twist this time is that with the progression of uh, technology and we have these um, – these, these video cameras where we can put stuff on the spot. Right. And if you look at the last two or three episodes of, of, of thing, ugly things that have happened, uh, if it wasn't for the technology, uh, it wouldn't be as important as it is to a lot of people. Now, a lot of people still have their heads stuck in the ground because they don't want the reality presented to them because they don't want to distort what they believe to be reality to them. Yeah, yeah, you know, CR, it it it's so sad that the we uh, need healing. It, yeah, as a you, land. you know, we gotta love like Jesus. Yeah, and that's the only way we heal the key. our country. And uh, uh, and you know, one one of the things is uh, those policemen that shot uh, that guy for going back in his car, and the three kids. Man, it, it just it just hurts. It just hurts. Uh, uh, you know. I keep remembering this: the words of Jesus: yeah. "Love God with all your heart and soul, and love your neighbor, neighbor and as yourself." That's love where we got to go. And and uh, love one another as I yeah. have loved you, and He loved us sacrificially. There you go. And unconditionally. Yep. Uh, Cr, we got to go. Uh, we're up against a break, but uh, thank you for sharing. And uh, good to hear uh, from your brother. God bless you, bro. We stay we, safe. Okay. Yeah. In the in the meantime, in between time, here we go, still. Here we go. Yeah. 
That, here Thank we you, go. Thank you, CR. Yeah. All right. Thank you, CR. Would love you, buddy. Uh, take care. Take care. All right. Um, uh, we're going to take a break. Uh, he's Wolf, and I'm Tunch, and you are in the locker room. And, you know, I, I've been to Kenosha several times. Have you ever seen the Kenosha Kickers? Yeah. No. No, 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 Kenosha kickers. All right, we're going to take <laughs> the great polka band. Yeah, I hear. Yeah, they call the John Candy. Yes, John uh, Candy. We're going to take. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back after polka, this. Polka, polka, polka. And that's something that's out of my realm. Um, but I have to understand that there are, there are issues. And when we have to react accordingly, be ready as a personnel department to say, okay, under these circumstances, this is what we recommend we do. And again, collectively, um, ART will give us that direction. And again, we'll, we'll, we'll act accordingly. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. And, of course, that's uh, the boss in the background, Jacob, doing a fine job of bossing out on a yeah. Thursday. Very nice. Very nice track there. This was what the... Uh, what what song is this? This is off The Rising. This oh, is yes. one of his newer ones. Oh. Yeah, when, they, when they all got back together, the E Street... All reunited. Right. Very nice. Nice nice pick. All right. Well, you're back in the locker room, Tunch and Wolf. And uh, that was Kevin Colbert. And there's a lot of – Kevin's got a lot of challenges. Right. He's got a lot of challenges, whether it's the cap. Whether Everybody's it's to, got a lot of challenges this year. Everybody's got a lot of challenges yeah. this year. And one of the bigger ones that I think facing him is, in my mind, is you've got to, you know, set your scouting department to scouting right. collegiate players coming up with – Colleges pushing the either not, you know, playing this fall, saying they're going to play in the spring, but you don't know if they're going to play in the so spring. So when do you have the combine? This That's a good question. Yeah. You know, I mean, and do you have the combine? Right. Is the draft set yeah. at that time? Well, and, you, know, you know, maybe I, the draft's later. It could be. You know, before it, camp. Here's the whole thing that's it's mystifying. When you look at – you talk about having a lot of – juggling a lot of balls in the air yeah there's a, there's a lot of them and i i don't even know when how you know just watching kevin one thing i loved was and the beauty is this is a man who's been there done that for so yeah. long he's got a great grip on it right and he's not flustered by it and he's not all worried about it or anything like that and in me i'd be like uh <laughs> i'm i'm humming i'm humming, humming yeah i mean because there's just so much unknown that you don't know anything about yeah, uh, and but you know, everybody's in the same boat. True. Uh, all thirty-two teams, 
uh, are, you know, the pandemic has uh, uh, shortened uh, the preseason, uh, the offseason, and the pandemic has caused uh, the opportunity to Zoom call. <laughs> I and, hate Zoom calls. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I don't difficult. like Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, especially when like somebody's face starts freezing. Yeah. You know, and then you need. Yeah, like, then you face freeze. Yeah, exactly. Well, I got a lot of face. Yeah. I mean, when you got a lot of face, you, there, there's a lot of face to freeze. Right. So you, if anybody's going to freeze, it's going to be me. Yeah. Because my my face fills the whole Zoom right. box. Right. 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 You know, right. what I mean, so you look at that and it, you miss things. Yeah. You know, and so it's very hard. To really get a grip on, on uh, you know, what's going on. And, uh, you know, for Kevin, I, I look at that and he says, you know, well, you're going to go to games, uh, co- college games, but you can't meet with the kids or, or right. get personal or anything yeah. like that. Um, you're going to minimize air travel, you know. So I, he's just got a lot on his plate. Right. Everybody's got a lot on his plate. All, all GMs uh, across the. Nobody uh, has more on their plate than I do. Yeah, at least right. a lunch. Yeah, yeah. Everybody, you got a lot. Of, <laughs> I, you got I a lot of food plate, on your baby. plate. You, get, you better believe it. No doubt about it. Yeah. Um. The other interesting thing was he went on to speak about the kids that opted out of college. Right. You know, playing, um, for for uh, you know in in the in college games, and they're the NCAA is pushing a rule of extra year of eligibility. Right. The, the, the chaos that's about to ensue to me is yeah. that that would be huge. Yeah. I mean, would you take an extra year if you couldn't COVID out? You know, I, if uh, I took an extra year, oh, uh, right. I, I, I got redshirted. That's right. You were, yeah. You're a five-year. Yeah, yeah. I I, uh, I could have graduated if I was a five-year guy. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I gra- yeah, didn't make it. So what? How many how many credits did you take your, your last year? Um, I took uh, 12 the first semester so I can remain eligible. Right. And I took six the second semester. Six. Two classes. Two classes. Three. Three times three a week? Three and three, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. You must have been enjoying and, that. And English, uh, English 305. Uh, which I stunk at. Uh, we had to write What's papers. Your second language? Yeah, what yeah. I, t- I took it pass fail, and the professor got mad at me. Really? He said, "Oh, you, you touch, you're getting drafted, so you, you taking a pass fail." <laughs> and I said, "Yeah, I can take it a pass fail. I can take it pass fail." Well, yeah. The, did the, you pass or did you fail? Yeah, I passed. Okay. He was, he was upset with me. <laughs> he was very upset with you. Yeah. Huh? Well, one of the things that Kevin went on to describe also was that, that revenue creation, that's not in his wheelhouse, but there is going to be a hit. I mean, yeah. the ticket sales are going to be down. Um, merchandising could yeah. could take a hit because of the fact you don't have people in and around. And sometimes, you know, trying to um, get people excited about a product that they can't attend, right. they can only watch – that could be problematic. I don't think it will be in Pittsburgh. But yeah. you look in a lot of other places, some of the other smaller venues. Yeah, uh, I think that could be a disruption of their ability to, you know, create revenue streams. Yeah, and there are two new stadiums, L.A. and Las Vegas. Right. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah, and so uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. Raiders. I can't say that. You no. Know, it- 
It, it does sound. It almost sounds better than Oakland, though. I mean, Las Vegas Raiders. No, Oakland yeah. Raiders. Well, Las Vegas got Viva Las Vegas. Come on, Viva. remember when? Remember when? Uh, uh, do you, do you Elvis? See, yeah. You know, Viva Las Vegas, baby. Yeah. yeah how about Viva Las Vegas Raiders? Uh, hey, Jacob. Uh, when we come back in, Viva Las Vegas. <laughs> uh, um, you know, did you see the commercial? Disregard that. Do you please. see the commercial about Las Vegas? And the guy says, we miss you. Do you know who that is? Wayne Newton. That's Wayne Newton? That's Wayne Newton. And, you How know, many facelifts yeah, has that guy had? I, I don't know. I bet you his ears are uh, yeah, sewn together yeah, in the that's back, right, man. Yeah. Wayne Newton. Uh, he is Mr. Las Vegas. Well, yeah. I I, I didn't know that was yeah, yeah. Duncan Shane. <laughs> Darling Duncan Shane. I mean, hey, hey, moron, why don't you turn your phone off? Yeah. Okay, how many times, Mr. Potato Head, have you done that this week? Uh, this is at least the second or third time uh, I can think. I, I left my phone on. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, you know, you're supposed to turn it off. Yeah. At least mute it. Well, I, I, I did mute it. <laughs> that was not muted. <laughs> yeah, well, I muted it after it rung. There's a reason for a mute button. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? I, I didn't know that I had it on. Yeah. See, Jacob's going, I, he's counting up how many times you've had phone uh, instances, yeah, shall yeah. we say. I, I think that uh, my grandkids slept over last night, and right. they, they were playing with my phone. So oh, they, they you throw your it. grandkids under the bus. Now, I know they're listening. Yeah. This is no way for our grandpa to conduct yeah, well, business. Throwing know, him under the... I didn't throw him under the bus. You threw him under the bus. Yeah, yeah. Jacob, that was throwing him under the bus. Brinny, no Brinny and Abbott are listening, <laughs> and Karen. Brinny and Abbott, hey, uh, what do you got going here? You got Bubba. Yeah. Bubby's over here. He's throwing you under the bus. No, I, 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 <laughs> no under the bus. No under the bus. Yeah. Just, uh, you know, just try to... You know, a little maybe, just yeah. a little. All right, numbers four one two, nine one nine nine one. Excuse me, I'm getting there. Nine one nine one three one. You gotta say it with a little sob off air. You come out, you go four one two uh, nine nine one nine one three one six. Yeah. No, it's four one two nine one nine one three one six. Yeah, you stuttered. <laughs> Didn't stutter. Yeah. It's you paused. I might have paused. Yeah. Okay. Pauses are part of the process of being sixty plus. Right. You know. I mean, that's just that's just a pause. Yeah. All right. So pause, pauses are concussion syndrome. <laughs> now let me ask you this. All right. Um, if you if you're Kevin Colbert, you feeling pressure to uh, get guys out, get guys on the road at some point here, and kind of getting a, a view of whatever collegiate players you can possibly manage to get a look at? Well, I don't think he feels much pressure uh, because uh, everybody is in the same boat. Uh, the one thing that I love about the NFL is uh, it, it. everybody's in the same boat. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I don't know how scouting is going to be. Uh, there's a couple conferences that are playing. Uh, I think the Missouri Valley is playing. The bus league. Yeah, the bus How league. How exciting is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bus, but, you know, they don't fly. They bus. <laughs> they'll be fine. Open up the windows on the bus. You'll be yeah. just fine. Yeah, yeah. But uh, one thing is uh, I don't know how scouting is going to work this year. And uh, I don't know how 
the football college football season is going to work. Uh, you know, n- n- a number of conferences have uh, opted out, and uh, uh, I think uh, one is the big. Is the Big Twelve going to play? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. I, you I know I, which I don't, conferences yeah. decided that they are, they aren't. I don't know. Yeah. You know, it, it, to me, it's it's going to be a troubling year because yeah. you've got. Excuse me. Wow. Yeah, you care. burped. Yeah, I did. Yeah, but I didn't. I didn't like El Burpo. Like just yeah. let it rip. Yeah. You know, I had I had some uh, ability to withhold my friend. Yeah, yeah. So the point I want to make is, you know, with Kevin, you, this has got to be. A time when you've got to come up with the little decision making about yeah. where you're going to spend your resources, right? You know, I mean, because they say you got to minimize air travel. Maybe they go on the bus league; they can bus with the bus league yeah. guys. You got an in with them, yeah. I, you know, the bus league. the The problem with the bus league is you stop at every railroad tracks and open <laughs> the, open the door. <laughs> Because it's a school bus. No. Oh, you know, we actually rode. We had to ride in some when the we went out and played in Iowa, and uh, when I was in college, yeah, and um, we had school buses because the Pope was in town, and yeah. the Pope got all the like the big buses. Yeah, so you were so, are, so you, we were on school buses. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Uh, uh, you know, you're great. crammed in; you could barely fit, man. Yeah, yeah. So, but the other thing too is. Uh, they asked Kevin about the false COVID positives, right? And that's that's troubling. Yeah, I mean, you've got an issue right now where, and it's as Kevin put it when he went on to talk about it, the fact that um, I'm glad it happened now. Yeah, we've got an opportunity to look at the protocol right. and see what we need to do to fix things. But that, to me, again, is a troubling, troubling um, occurrence of of something that you, you know. You go into a season, you get you're in a game, and you you get some people pulled out of the game because right, you know that in the week buildup, uh, they're COVID positive. Right, that can, well, just think what Vegas would do. Yeah, and I'm not talking about the Raiders. Yeah, you're you're talking about Wayne Newton. <laughs> yes, exactly, Wayne Newton. Yeah, who has such a Tight face. His face looked tighter than a yeah, drum. Yeah, he, he, he. I couldn't. I, I don't know how many weight. Do you uh, remember Kenny Rogers? Here. Yeah, yeah. Well, he didn't look like Kenny Rogers. No, by the end, it yeah. was like trying to figure out uh, who he was. Well, yeah, who was that? Well, when he's saying the gambler, I knew. Well, who well was. yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. But yeah. The, the fact was, when I first saw him after that, uh, the latest of his facial yeah. thing he got, it was. It was kind of disturbing. Yeah, yeah. He 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 didn't look you know, like Kenny Rogers. There's a time when you, you know when to hold him, yeah. know when to fold him. Yeah. Kenny, you should have folded him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, don't go for the latest plastic surgery. Yeah, fold him right now. Don't, you know, be I, who you are. Don't go for the plastic no, surgery. No. You know, don't don't get a facelift. No, no yeah, me. yeah. Let, let your face sag. It is what it is. Yeah. You're old. Yeah, there's you, a reason you're old. That's right. You're the reason you're old. Yeah, and uh, God graced you with the, another year of life. Don't worry about. It. Yeah, yeah. You know? Don't don't look pretty, <laughs> because when you look start it when you're when you're trying to look pretty, you look ugly. <laughs> Why are you looking at me yeah, like that? Yeah. Well, well, I, I I think you should never get a facelift. <laughs> you know what? You'd need a crane to <laughs> my eyebrows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Start right there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. Yes. Yeah, we're going to take a break. He's Wolf. Uh, I'm getting a face lift. Yeah, yeah. Look, it's well, lifting. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, your face is tight. 
Because you're 300 pounds. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm only 299.5. Uh, 412-919. I'm under three bills. 1316. I, I'd, I'd like to see you weigh, uh, weigh in. <sighs> Don't worry about it, brother. Yeah. Truth right. is my matter of recourse. All right. We'll, we'll take a break. He's Wolf. I'm Tunch. You're in the locker room. <laughs> Well, I stood stone like at midnight, suspended in my masquerade. And I combed my hair that was just right, and commanded the night brigade. I was open to pain and crossed by the rain, and I walked on a crooked crutch. I strode all along to a fall out zone, came out with my soul untouched. I Against uh, some guys that are, that are good as you're going to see when you get in the NFL uh, and, and start a season. So uh, we're trying to uh, see if uh, we're as good as we think we are. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F 150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. Yeah, that was uh, the diver. Keith Butler, yeah, <laughs> took a dive on the Kingdom. Yeah, took a I, dive uh, uh, when you held him. I accidentally and you tripped him. No, I didn't trip him. I pulled him down. Yeah, I sort of kind of tackled him There's on that, Franco's ninety-yard screen that came 92 back. Ninety-two-yard screen, unbelievable. Yeah, it was horrible. It was yeah. horrible to be me that day. Yeah, that's right. So, welcome back to the locker room. It's Dungeon Wolf, and uh, before we get on to Butsy talking about his defense. I got to ask you something. Would you be interested in bidding on Bills kicker uh, Scott Norwood's wide right jersey from Super Bowl 25? It's up for auction. Really? Yeah, the jersey that was worn by Scott Norwood in Super yeah. Bowl 25. And it wide when right. He pushed it wide right, right on a game winning 47 yard field goal in the final seconds of that 20 to 19 loss to the Giants back in 91. It's up for auction, Chalooch. Yeah, I, I wouldn't bid on it. Oh, I. It, it, it's like the Hope Diamond. Right. <laughs> Bad things happen. You know, if you got that, you know, there's a letter that is that, that comes with it. And right. it's to certify that the, this was indeed the game jersey worn by Scott Norwood mm-hmm. yeah. in that Bills game. And uh, they're talking about the fact that as of right now, as of Wednesday afternoon, okay, they're talking about, or yesterday, uh, they're talking about it's going right now about twenty-three dollars or $27,000, somewhere in that. Okay. But it could go higher. Yeah. So uh, would you would you bet that a New York Giant fan gets that or, or a Buffalo Bill gets it, fan? I think if a Bills fan had, you know, $30,000 to waste. Yeah. I could see him buying that and then burning it. You know, you think about the four streams but of Buffalo. I, I don't you I don't think you burn falls. it. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, no, no. In Buffalo, 
Let me tell you something. Poor Scott Norwood. I yeah. feel for the guy. Right. You know, the Four Falls of Buffalo, that ESPN movie when they the four right. losses. Yeah. And again, to know and appreciate the extraordinary amount of internal courage and strength to come back four times in a right. row and be 0-4. You know, it makes it reminds me of the time I saw um, head coach Marv Levy after yeah. he had retired down at the Indianapolis yeah. when we went to the Combine. And I got to tell you something. I, I had to introduce myself to him because he is a marvelous man. Yeah, yeah, you he know is a mean? great guy. Yes, absolutely. And I was so impressed with him and his ability to make those guys believe you can do it again and do it again. And, you know, they, they came up short, but by golly. Yeah. That was something. Yeah, he he coached in the uh, Pro Bowl. Yeah. yeah. Did he? Yeah, yeah. I, I just – I was such a he fan of his. He was a his. great guy. I mean, that that iconic clip of him before the game going, where would you rather be than right, right here, right, right now? now? That was, I thought, sensational. Yeah. I, I, you know, Marv Levy is a great coach and a great guy. Is he in the Hall of Fame? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe you can Google that. But anyhow, um, I know this. Uh, he was a great coach, and they were talking about – because now it's not – Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They were talking about um, – New Era Field has lost, you know, the title sponsor. Or they've stopped sponsoring the what was Rich Stadium. Rich Stadium. Yeah. Uh, now they, the fans want it to be called the Marv. The Marv. <laughs> yeah. They want to. Right well, now, that's it's just called. Good. I think it's wonderful. I think that's good. The Marv. They should, the Marv. Yeah. I think it would be absolutely awesome. Man. Yeah. Uh, is he living? Is is he living in Buffalo? No. No. I don't think so. Where Where does he live? I have no idea. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's not like I say, "Hey, yo, Marv, what you doing?" I think you're. You know, I thought you were golf you, you buddies. buddies. <laughs> you know, well, we had Butsy talking about his defense, and I, you know, every time you hear him talk about the defense and saying, you know, I don't, we got to see, is, are we as good as we think right. we are? Yeah, I'm wondering what he was thinking after the Patriots lost 33 to three last year at the beginning yeah. of the year. I mean, wow, that had to be one of those moments where. You know, you come back into the film room and you just go, we just got totally right, taken apart. Right, 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 right. That had to be a very discouraging moment. And then to see where that defense went from that moment on yeah, had to be totally encouraging. Right, right, right. And so, uh, uh, you know, we're going to see. Uh, I, I feel the defense is going to play well against the New York Giants, the football Giants, and uh, on Monday night. And uh, because uh, – uh, you know, I just think when a new coach takes over and the pandemic hit, uh, the the new coaches, uh, you know, especially in the NFC East, mm -hmm. uh, Joe Judge, uh, uh, Ron Rivera, and Mike McCarthy, and uh, and the Cleveland new coach Kevin Stefanski. Uh, you know, I I just think uh, they're going to struggle uh, with uh, their. You know, Ron Rivera is not going to struggle, and Mike McCarthy's not going to struggle, but Kevin Stefanski and uh, Joe Judge, I think they're going to because they're first year head coaches. One of the things that uh, Keith went Matt on to Rule reference, too. Matt Rule went on to reference was Jason Garrett being an offensive coordinator yeah. for the Giants, yeah, and the fact that uh, you know he felt. Here's the one thing Butsy was saying. He says, look, they had a good running game in Dallas. Right. All right. They're not going to alter the running game. You know that's know what's coming. He says, Do you yeah. think about it? they got a Haas, meaning Saquon Barkley, in New York. Yeah. 
So he says, I don't see them altering or changing at all because they were. At, he was being asked about his defense and about knowledge coming up with the Giants and yeah. you know how how much do you think is going to be you know that you you have feel comfortable with and he said like like the running game they're they're going to bring the same sort of thing right. because they had a good running game in Dallas and they got uh, they got a guy that can be prolific in Saquon Barkley in right. New York yeah yeah so and, that part of you know the equation right now in my mind is already pretty much figured right and uh um Joe Judge is going to uh, run the ball. Uh, you know what? I, I think um, – He's going to try to run the right, ball. Right, right. I think the uh, – the You got a second-year quarterback, philo- right? The, yeah. I think the philosophy of the NFL is changing, uh, going back to the running game. Uh, I, I think it, I, I think hope it, so. I think it is. I think you know, it is. I would love to see the NFL make a – uh, I don't know, just a, a good left turn, and let's get some – put your hand in the ground, come off the ball. Right. You know, I know I'm asking for too much in the sense of, you know, you grab dirt and put your forehead in there and blow a man backwards. Yeah. You know, move that line of scrimmage backwards. But uh, the fact of the matter is if the running game comes on and starts to reestablish itself, it's only going to – in my mind, it's only going to enhance the NFL because right. great running backs – I mean, great running backs were just part of the process all the way through. Yeah. I mean, that's what every kid wanted to be when yeah. they first. O.J. Simpson, yeah, Barry Sandward, Sanders, Gale Sayers, Absolutely. Jimmy Brown, uh, Walter Payton. From days of yore. Yeah, you Frank know what O'Harris. I mean? Yes. Yeah. Come on. I mean, you wanted to be those guys. Earl Campbell. I remember almost getting uh, almost getting knocked out because I was imitating Sam Bam Cunningham yeah. when he was jumping over the USC you know, the University of Southern Cal, jumping over on goal line back. That's the first I remember right. watching a guy get airborne. And he played and in I, New England. Right. And I, I went, you know, we're playing, uh, uh, you know, local ball, playing with your buddies in the neighborhood when you're like at eight, nine, ten years old. Did you play, uh, uh, you know, turkey ball? I played in one. Yeah, well, you know? we, we had turkey ball every year. Yeah. Yeah. I played in one that I remember. You know what? My problem was if I ate too much turkey, it was just dysfunctional for us a day. Well, you know, you know, we found out I was tripped a fan. You played turkey ball in the morning on Thanksgiving morning. And I then started you, eating early. They, <laughs> you know? No. I mean, back in the day. No I mean, surprise. No <laughs> surprise. <laughs> back in the day, I mean, you, you know, you, you get yourself some turkey, you get a big old leg. Yeah, you know, you got that. Uh, I love the, you know, the the red. Uh, what's that jelly like stuff? I forgot. Uh, cranberry that. sauce. Cranberries. Thank you. Yeah. All right, you get that cranberry sauce and you just dab it up. Man. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you then know, it's I, 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 I didn't like the like. You didn't like the I, like. I like the white meat. Uh, really? The, yeah, I, I like the white meat. Yeah. Oh man, you get a big hunk. Of, you know, you felt like one of those those guys, the Vikings back in the right. day. You yeah. know, you walk around. I'd club my little brothers with it. You yeah, know, whack him over the head. Yeah, you know, like you know, you know, you get a little roar. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And what was your most famous turkey bowl game? Do you remember? Uh, you know, when uh, we played in college. Uh, oh, you played in college? Yeah, we played in college. We played turkey bowl every uh, every year. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, uh, the the one uh, game that was most prolific was most fun was when it blizzarded. Uh, really? On Thursday morning. Was this in Chicago? Yeah, it was it was in Chicago. And, and what was the score? Do you remember? And I don't how remember. Did you play? I don't remember. You don't even remember. 
like I can remember when we played at the University of Maryland, Syracuse, we used to play fat man football. Right. Okay, that's the day before the game. Yeah. All right. We went to uh, University of Maryland, and we, we were getting ready to play those guys. And at the end of the Friday practice, because Friday was our walkthrough right. and stuff, and we were at the stadium. Uh, and on the sidelines, I was prolific, man. I scored three touch. I, I, I threw for three, intercepted two. One was a pick six. I was I was huge. Yeah, uh, we weren't so good the next day when we played Maryland. Yeah, we, we weren't that that very good there. You know, I but on Friday I, I was I was I, killing. I, I love Turkey Bowl. Yeah, yeah. I, I love Turkey Bowl. It was so much fun. Uh, Who would we you play with? What uh, the boys with from Jake, uh, Mabe, Z. What about Marty? Did uh, Mez, Marty play? Marty, pray, Marty played. Uh, was Marty any good? Marty was good. Was, was a, he? He was fast. Uh. And he was a running back in high school. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And he got uh, uh, recruited by Augustana. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, Kenny Anderson's college. Very good. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I think he went for one year uh, and he played football, but then uh, – he left. He decided no more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, we're gonna uh, we're gonna take a break. Four one two nine one nine one three one six. If you want to get in on the conversation, if you played Turkey Bowl, uh, he's Wolf. I'm Tunch, and you are in a locker room. You know, um, his best position might just be versatility. I know that from a role standpoint, he has embraced that with us. Uh, Cam is a guy that's outside corner capable, nickel capable, dime capable, safety capable. And really, um, you know, he displays that just about daily um, and within the same drills. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. You know, when you listen to Mike Tomlin referring to Cam Sutton, Sutton. and you hear him say he, his best position might be versatility. versatility yeah. And then he goes on the list. Oh, he's outside corner capable. He's nickel capable. He's dime capable. He's safety capable. Uh you got Tom or uh, t- yeah, Tommy Bradley says he's like putty. You can put him anywhere. Yeah. And Terrell Austin checks in with, I just think we will just carve out his role as it goes during the season, and we will try to get him in uh, in there as many times as we can. Yeah. Well, you know, that's he, a lot of yeah acclamation. Yeah. You know, for his uh, great talents. Right. Right. And you know, one of the things that uh, I'm impressed with Cam Sutton, he can man coverage. He can zone coverage. 
Uh, he can play free safety. And, uh, you know, he has a great uh, knowledge of the game. And, you know, he sees the field well. Right. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, 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 I think he's going to be uh, better this year than he was last year uh, because uh, he's versatile. And, he, you know, when you play a lot of positions, you learn the defense better. And you learn what the offense is trying to do to you. And because, uh, you know, I, I did that. You know, I played center guard and tackle mm-hmm. uh, early in my career. And uh, I, I, I got a grasp of the offense and what the defense was trying to do to us. No question about it. Now, I also look at it and you say, uh, well, he's um, outside corner capable. That's a big difference from right. the nickel. Yeah. That's a big difference from safety. It's a bigger difference outside corner to safety, let's say. Versus guard to tackle or tackle to guard. Yeah. That's that's. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of room back there yeah. at the back end, and the angles that you have to cover from the safety are so different than right. what a nickel corner does or what an outside corner does. Yeah, one of the uh, biggest adjustments from going to corner uh, to safety is the angles. Uh, you know, is uh, and seeing with your eyes. Uh, the play because a lot of uh, stuff is coming at you and uh, you've got to react. And, uh, uh, you know, one of the things that, uh, uh, you know, it, it, it it's a given that when you go from corner to safety, you can play it. But that's not true. Uh, you know, you've, no, got, not true at all. you've got to play. Uh, you've got to remember. <laughs> and what about going from with safety to corner? Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, Carnell Lake was a perfect example of a right. guy. And there was a, I think there's a good article on Steelers.com about uh, Carnell Lake making yeah. that adjustment and, and finding out when he was being moved, when Cower moved him right. to the corner. He was the next day knocking on the office, you know, before uh, the offices were even open, basically, to, you know, start downloading information yeah. on how to play corner. Yeah. You know, so yeah, there's there's a lot of uh, difference in technique and angles and how you play. But the the thing that I, I look at Cam, I mean, think about this: outside corner capable, nickel capable, right. dime capable. Because all there are all different adjustments within uh, your base okey, your nickel, your dime, right? Uh, your your you know all those things uh, th- they change. Yeah, you know, and I just I, I say. Uh, kudos to Cam Sutton that the young right. man can make that sort of uh, ability to be able to adjust on the fly like that because one of the things that stood out to me was Mike T said this, and he displays that just about daily. Right. All right, meaning every day you can come in and you could plug him in any of those aspects yeah. and within the same drills. Now, that was huge. Yeah. To me, that was the biggest statement Mike made. The yeah. biggest part of that statement was saying within the same drills, meaning within the same sort of assignment vocabulary, you have to be so conversant in all those yeah. positions so that you can just within a play you can move. Yeah. That to me really says something because when you can do that, now I start looking at and I know there's big discussion about it and you know uh, on one hand you got uh you know they're saying no we're not going to move Minka on the other hand you say well we're going to move him. Right. So if you're going to move Minka you better have a Cam Sutton who is conversant and, and right. able to move within the confines of a defense from any aspect. Right. Well, and you gotta uh, 
uh, play Cam at free safety, and, you know, he's picked that up. Yeah. No question. But, again, the point being is when you got to – okay, now we pick up Curtis Riley. Right. Okay? Curtis Riley is a guy that keeps making plays and makes you say, you know, yeah, Myron, hmm ha, right? Hmm ha. Yeah. Right? I mean, the guy does something, uh, and you say, okay, he looks like he belongs. Yeah. And could he provide enough – uh, of a back-end ability that you could really start to mess around with some stuff with those uh, the quarterbacks. And then on the other hand, you look back and go, wait a minute, Minka's just doing fine like right. he is. Yeah. You know, so to me, that's one of the greatest dilemmas that Butsy's got to face is, do you start to move him around? Do we even give the inclination to Minka? Or, or do you just say, nah, I'm just going to hold him back there and we'll... Well, Tom Bradley doesn't want to move him. I know. Yeah. But Terrell Austin talked about moving yeah, him. Yeah, moving him. You know, and that again, the, 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 how much is of that is is disinformation. Right. Because if, I, if I'm going to New York, the last thing I want to do, like Mike Tomlin said, is we will not tip our hand. Right. So... Again, and so uh, Mike laughed when uh, uh, a question was asked. To him. Right. Yeah. He said, "Well, you know, uh, th- th- where'd you hear of, that?" Yeah, he said, "Where'd you hear that yeah, from?" Yeah. Yeah. You know, because you know, was it somebody that just you made guys made, it made up? me laugh? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So yeah. I, I find it all fascinating because you've you've got the ability right now because you hold the upper hand over uh, Joe Judge and the Giants yeah, uh, to be able to go in there and surprise them. And, by the way, there's a couple injuries that they had for the Giants, too. Um, I had a hit. Well, I can't find it right now. I'll find it later. <laughs> doesn't matter. You know, they, but they lost their uh, second-round safety, McKinney. Right. Yeah, uh, he uh, busted up. Oh, and then um, uh, Mayo, David Mayo, the, the linebacker. He's, yeah. he's He tore up his knee earlier. So they're already down a couple of guys on the defense. Right. So, having said all that, we highlight Cam Sutton just because this is a guy, his ability to be used in so many places within the context of, of a day, of a game, of a play, does it? that's it, phenomenal. You don't get many guys like, that are capable like that. So, it's 412-919-1316. Let's go to the phones. Juan from South Carolina is on the line. Juan, welcome to the locker room. Hey, good morning, guys. How y'all doing? Good. good brother, how you good. doing? Hey, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Hey, I just saw that um, we we picked back up Giron Elliott. What you guys think about that? Mm, that's something I haven't heard yet. Where'd yeah, you... it just came to my phone. It just came to my phone. They said we uh, resigned him. All right. Well, we will check that out, and we'll get back with you when we find out and make sure that we're talking about the same thing. Yeah. All right. Anything else you got for well, us? You, 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 who, who? You're one step ahead of us, Juan. I know. That's why I had to call you guys. <laughs> you you got to be like our – you got to come on with – we got to have that like uh, flash bang, like a news report coming on. You know, boom. And here we are with the breaking news from Juan, right? Yeah. And they also sound a long snapper, too. Oh, they did a long snapper. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because uh, they Cam, know, because uh, uh, Vance, uh, Vance uh, McDonald was snapping on Saturday night, and he was skipping them in. Nobody called uh, James Harrison, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we should have bring. Yeah, we should have bring back James Harrison. <laughs> yeah. And exactly. He, he snapped it into uh, uh, the Allegheny River. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. And now uh, you guys keep talking about this, this Curtis Rowley kid, man. Give me the four one one on this kid, man. He is interesting, isn't he, Juan? He stands out. You know, he makes a play. He's got veteranship. Yeah. He, you know, he's like one of those guys Mike Tomlin talked about, Wendell Smallwood. He's Cur- quick. He's yeah, Curtis quick. Riley. And you've got a 16-man um, practice squad, and you've got six places on that for young veterans, or veterans, period. Uh, but that's interesting to me. You know, you pick this guy up, and it, it sounds like he was just waiting around, you know, in the offseason season waiting to get an offer, waiting to get somewhere in right. some camp, and he kept himself in good shape, and he's he's been productive thus far. Yeah, he's he's fast. He uh, plays the angles well at free safety, uh, and uh, I think he could play in the box too. Okay, cool. And then uh, you guys talking about Cam Sutton. I, I love Cam Sutton, so I hope he sees the field a lot this year, man, because this guy can do a lot of things, man. Yeah, Cam. I, I, I'm a fan of Cam's too. Well, here's he's a, a good guy. Yeah, he's he, a first really of all, good guy. he's one of those guys you root for. Yeah, uh, he he works hard. Yeah, uh, he's got a, he's got a sense of humility about yeah. him, yeah. which I really enjoy. Um, and he's just one of these guys that no matter where you plug him in in any of the secondary positions, yeah, he's productive. And there are just so few guys like that. When you can say that your best position is versatility. Wow. Yeah. That's a, in in that in that aspect in the secondary like that. That's a big plus. Yeah. You know. Anything else, yeah, Juan? No, my brothers. Y'all answer everything for me. Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> yeah. it. Hey, if you got breaking news, we got to get you a bumper for that. A little, yeah. you know, some music. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Here's Juan. Dun, dun. Yeah. That that would be great. I love that. Okay. All right. We're gonna thank you, brother. We're gonna take a break. Juan, thank you for calling. God bless you, bro. Indeed. God bless you, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Stay safe down there. Yeah, yeah. When that when this hurricane heads east, man, there's gonna be a, how about that? Did you see some of the, the the damage that had been done? Yeah. That hurricane came in, Hurricane Laura. Wow. Right. You know, I just pray for in, all the people down there. That's in uh in Louisiana. Texas, Louisiana, yeah, right yeah. in that area. You know, it came right up through there, man, and phew, Wow, boy, that's scary! 150 mile an hour winds. Right, they they said the 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 surge, whatever the the wall of water that comes in was like 12 feet. They say it was non-survivable. Yeah. So man, I just pray for those people there and stay. Oh, get out of the harm's way, man. Yeah. So all right, we'll be right back after this. We got more coming from the locker room. It's Tunch and Wolf, right here, uh, and we'll be right back.
drink a warm beer in the soft summer rain. The rock pulls and the town rolls up his pants. Together they take a stab at romance and disappear down from Obviously, we had some information on how the surgery went. We were confident how the rehab was going. Uh, we were encouraged by how Ben uh, was so positive in this whole issue. The thing I kept saying is we might have a better quarterback moving forward because at his age, with without one year's work or um, wear and tear on his on his legs, on his body, and with maybe a healthier arm coming out of this that this guy could actually be a better quarterback than he's been, and that's exciting. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. I'll let it play a little more, Jacob. Yeah. Love it. Love the boss. Yeah, you gotta love it on Throwback yeah. Thursday. Is there anything better than a little boss, you know? And I know, Jacob, you're a big fan. Old and new, right? You're good with all that stuff. Man, listen to them just jam. That's quite the band. You love it. Uh, welcome back to the locker room. The locker room is pumping boss. That is for sure. Well, Kevin Colbert was bullish on Ben's elbow coming back on the surgery needed. You know, I, I, it was interesting when the question was asked and it came out kind of, um, it kind of caught me like by surprise, like going, yeah, how bullish were you? Well, when I thought about it, yeah, he was pretty bullish about it. And it was the whole concept of, you know, with the information from the doctors right. assembling that. But accordingly from a video, and right. there's, Ben's come out with a, uh, been participating in a four-part video that's on youtube it's called bigger than ben part one right and the first segment you came saw up. It. i i watched it yes and part one uh takes us back to the 2019 offseason and pittsburgh steelers quarterback ben roethlisberger and he along with uh doc bradley and mike tomlin yeah. uh, his wife ashley yeah. have all participated in this video and it's very reflective i mean it talks about going back with losing you know, Lev Bell and, and Antonio Brown. Yeah. It co covers Daryl Drake and the passing of Daryl Drake right. last August 11th. Yeah. Uh, up in training camp and, and how uh, prolific that was. And what a, what a, a huge body blow it was right. to the organization. Right. Because as we know, anybody who's experienced Daryl Drake. He was it, a, a godly a, yeah, man. Yeah, yes, exactly He was so. a godly man. And Ben was I was I, I gotta tell you I was surprised. Yeah. You know, because to open yourself up to public 
introspection when yeah. you participate in a video like this and your wife is is participating yeah. and by the way uh his wife Ashley just came off beautifully yeah. and did a great job as Ben did and really it was very poignant and yeah. it was deep rooted in the sense of I got a real feeling for what they were experiencing as they talked about it because it was real yeah. it was not uh it was not a uh uh, any way, shape, or form, make-believe type stuff. This was – it was very poignant. Yeah. And um, I go back to – and I hope you watch that. Uh, um, if you get a chance, you get to watch yeah. it tonight. Um, but uh, one one part was when Ashley was talking about she got a phone call yeah. when Ben hurt his elbow right. against Seattle and he wasn't going to play. And she's yeah. like – she knew – and it just the way her eyes lit up, you know, she's expressing this is like – this is serious because he doesn't call during the game, yeah. you know. And then Ben talking about the call from Doc Bradley saying, "Look, you tore three of the five, five flexors. Right? Do you understand and realize that no quarterback has ever had this? Yeah. All right. This is not something anybody's come back from. Um, you, you realize that you um, can just, you know, let it heal on its own and walk away, never throw a football again. Yeah. You're done with football." Or we can go in and have surgery, surgery and come back to it. And the cool part was, I thought, um, when his wife said, you know, she, she Ashley sat down with him and they were talking, and and she literally said, look, you you have my blessing to do whatever, whatever you, want. you want. And yeah. I thought that was such a cool thing. It was really um, says so much about their relationship, their marriage, all good stuff. Yeah. So uh, kudos to Ben and to his wife and um, Doc Bradley, who made an appearance in there, Mike Tomlin talking about it. Yeah. Excellent documentary about um, the behind the scenes. So I guess the other parts come in week by week, I think yeah. it is. But it was really terrific. And uh, maybe at some time we could effort Ben. In, if You know, it's difficult now. Yeah. But just to get him on to talk a little bit about it, I thought it was a very insightful behind the scenes yeah. portrayal of things that were going on when – there was a lot of difficulties uh, last year. So it was on uh, uh, the Steeler Steeler website. Uh, let's see. Right now, it is. Uh, it's on Trib Live. There's a link. Yeah. And a documentary from Chris Adamski. I'm sure it's it's linked up there. Right. But you go to YouTube. You know, I I, I don't handle IT very well. Yeah, you me know, too. Me too. Yeah. So I, I didn't even know. I, it was, it, I, I didn't even know. Well, it was I just I found it this morning. You know, and yeah. it just came on out. And of course, Chris did a nice job and talking about it. And I just, I was, I was struck by the um, the realism of you know listening to Ben, right? Listening to his wife, yeah. You know, and it was, it was uh, because we've kind of faced situations like that in our own yeah. life, you know, back in the day. You know, I remember but when he, I blew but, up my ACL. But he responded well. Oh, he's uh, responded so very well. Yeah. But this is there's going to be a continuation of the process of right. what he went through. But it made me think of the time when, you know, I blew up my, my ACL. Yeah. And you get that call from the doctor, you know, and your wife is sitting there. And, you know, you have that conversation like, I don't know, is this done? You know, yeah. <laughs> um, you know when you got your shoulders done. You know, I mean, those are, those are all things that, uh, you know, a lot of people don't understand about what goes on in the professional life right. of ball players. So I, I thought it was a great piece. I thought they did a nice job of portraying um, and, and the realism of making those decisions. That's a hard decision. Yeah, and, and one of the things that uh, uh, Kevin Colbert was talking about, he, he, he thought that he was going to come back better 
uh, than ever. Right. And uh, a lot of people say, yeah. how does that happen? Yeah. But, uh, you know, the, the surgery, surgery today is much better than surgery yesterday when we were playing. <laughs> You know, they you think, they, yeah, yeah, they, they you know, it, they fix it right better. Yes. Uh, and so, uh, you know, Ben, uh, you know, Ben's surgery went well. And, uh, you know, one of the things he did, uh, was, uh, uh, sitting on the sidelines and looking at the big picture. Right. And, you know, he, he commented that, that he didn't, uh, he wasn't able to look at the big picture when he come out, came off the field because he was talking to the receivers, talking to the offensive linemen, talking to Randy Feetner, and uh, he would just go. But uh, last year, he was talking to the quarterbacks, talking to the receivers, and he saw the big picture. Right. And, uh, uh, you know, and when, whenever you see the game more clearly, you become a better player. And uh, this offseason, uh, he came back slim and trim. He came back quick. Boy, yeah. Uh, he came back uh, uh, with a big gun, uh, you know, throwing the ball. And uh, I, I remember when he was uh, thrown to Ryan Switzer and Juju uh, Smith-Schuster, Juju said, he's back. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. No doubt about it. Um, and it, it's a great documentary piece. Uh, again, the insight into the behind the scenes. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to the, you know, part two, three, yeah. and four. That'll come out. And uh, I, I just, and I, I got to, I, again, you know, I got to throw uh, Ben kudos for, for participating. Right. Because that, that's a risk. Anytime you, you know, you let a camera into your home, into your personal insights, right. into your thought processes, especially of such a, a star of the magnitude of Ben. You know, when you involve um, your family in it, that's yeah, that's uh, that's a difficult thing to do. But it is just—I thought it was really cool, and I thought again, kudos to uh, uh, Ben's wife Ashley. She did a great job, and and you know, getting her perspective on it. You know, uh, one of the things that uh, uh, Ben is hungry. Yeah, and he so am I. Yeah, though, by ben, the way. yeah, yeah. But, but it's ben, a different sort of ben, hunger. Ben, you're, you're hungry for food. <laughs> Ben's hungry uh, to uh, show everybody that he's not done. Right. And uh, Ben is hungry for more Super Bowls. Yes. And Lombardi's so, yeah, with an S, yeah, plural. Yeah. He wants more, baby. Yeah. And I want him to have more. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, it's exciting. I'm so glad. You know, and the one thing that Kevin said that I really stands out. He goes, look. One year off, that's one more year, of, yeah. you know, that the body didn't take a beat down. Right. And you come back. So he may be uh, 38 now, but he's got a 37-year-old body. Yeah, his legs, know? his arm, right. you know, the, the he's way. He's looking good out yeah, there, man. I'm yeah. excited. And, you know, we, he, the, one of the things when golly, he scrambles. How about that beard? Oh, when do you see the beard? What? The beard is sensational, yeah. man. That thing is like, it's like a, a pelt on the yeah. face, man. That's yeah. nice. When, when he scrambles. He's quick again. Yes. Yeah, he's he's, he's really quick and quick. decisive, yeah, and yeah. he moves well. Yeah. So. Excellent stuff. Yeah. So. Uh, all right, we're gonna take a break, and we'll be back with more. Is that all right, Jacob? Because okay, I didn't know because you like sat up and you looked at me like maybe I I misfired here. Four one two, nine one nine. Why would you give it now? We're going three, off one, the air. Six. Well, we're not going off the air. We're going. We're, we're going, coming back. Yeah, we're coming back. But they're not going to remember over the whole break. I not, I don't remember the number over the yeah. whole break. All right, we're going. Yeah.
truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. All right. You know what's so funny? Right. We're all in here jamming. We're all enjoying. We're all getting lost. Yeah. And a throwback Thursday with the boss, and I hope you've enjoyed as Jacob has been pulling out some great, great songs, and we've just enjoyed them so very much. Right. And uh, you know what? Um, I, I love doing this. Right. I, yeah. That's just good stuff. So. Yeah. Well, the Steelers have got some roster moves. Right. Uh, one of them was bringing J. Ron back Elliott. J. Ron Elliott and yeah. long snapper Liam McCullough. Yeah. But J. Ron Elliott, remember, he played in five was, games with the Steelers. Yeah, he was an outside linebacker. In the preseason, yeah. he got recorded six tackles, one sack, and a fumble recovery. Yeah. That he returned for. Remember that? He yeah. He for right. 88 yards against Carolina. Yeah. That was pretty impressive. Yeah. This guy's had, uh, you know, he's played four seasons in the NFL and. 43 games of the Steelers, Packers, and Cowboys. Uh, he's not unfamiliar yeah. with um, you know, yeah. getting out of the field and making some plays. So, yeah. J. Ron Elliott and Liam McCullough. So, yeah. so there you go. Uh, who was that? Juan was, was J- that Juan that wanted to know? Yeah, yeah. J. Ron. Uh, Where's you know, Juan calling and not saying, you know, yeah. giving us the wham, here yeah. we go. That's the, the breaking news. So, J. Ron uh, plays the run well and uh, rushes the passer well. Yeah, you know, he, yeah he was yeah. a good, yeah, was solid a NFL linebacker, yeah, if a, I recall yeah, him correctly. Was, we got him from the Packers. Right. Yeah. He played there from 14 to 16, oh, yeah, 14 yeah. to 16, and yeah. the Cowboys yeah. from uh, in 2017. Yeah. So, so uh, you know, he's, uh, he's back. <laughs> he's back. Right. Now, it's interesting because when you look at it, you've got Ola Danny. Yeah. You've got Tuzar Skipper, who yeah. was uh, your camp phenom. Right. Uh, and now you bring J. Ron Elliott back. Um it's interesting. Yeah, it's a, it's going to be a crowded. I wonder. I wonder. Room. Yeah. Uh, are you again? Is this one of these reasonably um, young? Uh, you know, I mean, you can't say he's really young because in NFL years, when you get up uh, six, seven years, yeah, you know, that's uh, that's a few years. But these are one of the guys that could be, um, you know, uh, you know, eligible to be put on the practice squad. Yeah, you got six spots for veterans. Um, key guys. Yeah. You know, I was, I was trying to figure that out. The practice squad. Well, let me think, you know, if you got a, say you stick, stick a quarterback on there. Right. Okay. Maybe a running back, maybe a wide receiver and maybe a safety. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
um, maybe a, a, a snapper or a kicker. Yeah. You know, because the, the whole COVID thing makes right. it uh, a little, I don't know, maybe a kicker, a snapper, you could bring those in during the week. Right. Um, that's something that you either can or can't do. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm sure that they keep, because, you know, you're always they're always testing guys during the season. They bring guys in right. for a little tryout, and they have a, a list on, on guys that are, you know, active and ready and able to right. jump in. You know, like you were on the list when you were a rookie when they brought you back. Right. Uh, you know, and I was so psyched when they brought me back. Right. When, when Chuck called me uh, Tuesday morning, uh, and he said, Tunch, are you in shape? And I said, yeah, Coach, I am in shape. Absolutely. I, I've been uh, lifting every day, and I've been running on my lunch hour uh, when I worked at the Chicago right. Health Club. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah and, uh, and you're happy you came back? Boom. You're, yeah. You're right in the thick of it. And uh, Colby said, oh, Tunch, you look big. Yeah. <laughs> put on a few LBs yeah, yeah, since camp. A, yeah. Well, you were gone for six weeks. Yeah, I was hey. gone for f- six weeks, and I was training – uh, so right. hard, and uh, you know, I, 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 I was, I was wanting to get back. And Tom Modrak, uh, and uh, he now, there's was, a name was, I've not heard in a long time. Yeah, Tom, Tom Modrak. Tom Modrak was pushing for me to get Tom back. Tom Modrak, Dick Haley, yeah, Bill Nunn. Yeah. Those guys were all those huge. scouts. Yes, they were great. They guys. were great scouts and great guys. Who was the one guy that came to? I, I forgot. I forgot his name. Um, Joe Krupa. Yes, Joe Krupa. Yeah. He was a neat guy. He was yeah. he was a tough guy, yeah. if I remember right. He yeah. was one of those guys. He was yeah. He was uh, you know, steel town tough. Yeah. But um anyhow, so those are the latest additions in the roster. We're gonna get a look at the guys today. I wonder I would think and hope um they get they they go full pads today. Right. You know, they were in shells the other day and um just a little more physicality. Of course, yeah. Now, then again, I could see them going, well, let's go shells today because tomorrow night's going to be, you know, another under the lights, right. get after it type of thing. So uh, I don't know. It'll yeah. be interesting to see what they do. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, I think they're in pads. You always think they're in pads. You're like, because yeah. it's like, that's what you want. You just want, put them in pads. Yeah, I want them put it. <laughs> I want them in pads. I do too. Yeah, I, I, I you know, I, I like watching in pads more than I watch. Oh. Like watching in shells. Oh, no. That's, you know, the one thing about it, and you go back to St. Vincent College and remember the throngs of people, the thousands yeah. that would uh, go up there and make the trek and have their vacations. And, you know, back in the 80s, uh, emanating from late 70s to throughout the 80s, I mean, you're talking about crowds of 15, 18, 20,000 people. Right. And they would be up there and they had scheduled their, their vacations around going right. to St. Vincent, you know. Uh, Latrobe and Ligonier were such uh, great recipients of, of you know, ha- hosting. Especially Ligonier. Oh, yeah. Especially no. Latrobe. Ligonier, Ligonier was so beautiful. Well, Ligonier was an escape for us. Yeah. I loved cruising down 30 yeah. uh, at about 60 mile an hour and putting the windows down, yeah. you know, and listening to Boss and cranking it out. It was just a way to get off campus yeah. and away from the, you know, the, the, the everyday thump and bump of, of training camp. Yeah. So – Anyhow, um, uh, today I hope uh, we get back to pads. the pads and, yeah. and see some actual action. Right, right, right. I, I want I want to see I, I want to see if they transition into scrimmages. Uh, you know, well the scenario stuff is still telling. I mean, yeah. think about this: you got J. Ron Elliott. You know who was cut 
yeah. uh, for J-Ron was Leo Lewis. Now, Leo Lewis showed up in, uh, you know, the backs to the backs on backers to the boundary, you know, right. the tackling where they yeah. toss the ball. And uh, poor Leo didn't do so well the other yeah. day. The last time I saw him at pads. And um, it really, uh, it was unfortunate because he, he could not cover enough grass before yeah. the guy got there, nor could he react and break down and get his body it come to balance uh, in the open field. And so it was really very telling. Yeah. And J-Ron is back, I would think, partially because of that drill. Yeah. So we'll look forward to it and hope that we got more coming up. You, um, know, I, you know, and if um, uh, Mike has a premium on tackling, you know, he wants right. a premium on tackling. Right. And uh, if you're not a good tackler, you can't play in this defense. No, you can't. Yeah. And, you know, watching uh, Leo, and I'm not I'm not uh, beating a dead horse here by any means, but he really was having problems in right. the open field coming to balance and being able to, in any way, shape, or form, get a hit. Yeah. Um, it's a difficult drill. That's a very difficult drill. It's loaded yeah. for the uh, running back. Right. But it's it was great to um, some of the other guys. Like Antoine Brooks was a wow. other guy that came up, had a couple good bangs, but then he got caught flat-footed. And, yeah. You know, so – it really exposes your ability to be able to come to balance and, and be able to uh, use the boundary as a 13th defender. You know, Curtis Riley uh, played well. Uh, he he got his feet under him, and he he was low. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right? And that's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> because I'll tell you what, when um, James Conner, James trucked a couple of guys. Right. I, was, I was very impressed with him. And we got some other guys that – you know, have the opportunity to show what they can do. I hope that um, in some way, shape, or form we get some more padded stuff. That uh, right. I would like to see more game action. You know what I mean? Yeah. The game action that uh, – and I know that uh, scrimmaging is something that they don't want to do too much of on account of the fact that uh, there's too many body parts yeah, flying around. People getting hurt. But yeah. you know what I, what I want to see is um, a scrimmage – with uh you know when we scrimmaged when we were rookies and second year guys and third year guys uh it was down a distance and uh you know and it was uh, we scrimmaged every day though that was practice yeah the only difference was when we went goal line that's when franco noticed because that's when franco got hit yeah <laughs> but other than that it was always bump on the back and it was live go between the rest of us yeah so, okay, well, we're coming down to the last minute here, my friend. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, you're, you're, w one of the things we're, we're doing is uh, we want to see uh, a physicality practice today. Yes, and, hopefully yeah. we get that. Yeah. And we're looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah. Please. Yeah. Although, remind me not to eat the chocolate chip cookies. Okay? Right. I'm going to try not to. So, are, are we throwing to a, a, an interview, uh, Jake? What interview? That, that's the next segment, George. Right. Yeah. Right now, we're going to break. All right. Uh, he's Wolf. <laughs> I'm Tunch. You're in the locker room. And we're going to break. Yeah, we're going to break. We're But that blood had never burned in her vine. 
on the edge of town. You know, this has been a beautiful Boss right. Thursday. Throwback Thursday, Boss Thursday, whatever you think. I just enjoy it. That's uh, I remember Super Bowl 43, 15 feet from the stage. The yeah. big man was playing right. uh, the horn, and you got Boss and everything. And that's when I came back with the, the infamous Fifth Avenue freeze out. <laughs> you know. Sometimes my stupidity amazes even me. Yeah. You know, it just happens. But certainly, of course, uh, you know what? Uh, that whole week, I just before we go, because uh, we're going to move on, we got a great interview with T.J. Watt coming up. But remember when we were down in Tampa, and again, all the people that were participating and being the crowd right. around the stage at halftime, and we were trying to find out, what's the playlist? Come on, come on, tell us. what's the play-? And nobody would give it up. It was like a well-kept secret. Nobody knew. No, no, we had the two people that came. They, they, they were just at the practice, right? And we couldn't give them the give it up. I mean, if it had been Congress, it had been all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> all right, want well, to thank you so much. Coming up right now, the great T.J. Watt talking football. Hey, TJ, uh, one thing that was talked about a bit yesterday, uh, Coach Tomlin was asked uh, about the right tackles and um, you sharpening their skills, the pass rusher on that side. Can you speak to us about what you're seeing from Zach and from Chukes? Uh, yeah, I, for me, I, I take it as a challenge to go up against two totally different uh, tackles, and uh, it's always good to not go up against the same guy uh, every single day and to be able to see um, obviously, Chooks is a little bit smaller, uh, a little bit more of a finesse player, um, but he's very, very well improved uh, with his hand punching. And I think Zach has done a good job all offseason of um, getting in shape and uh, being able to compete throughout the whole practice. And uh, I feel like he's done well with, with his hand punch as well. But uh, yeah, at the end of the day, uh, I trust my abilities and uh, it doesn't matter who they put out there. All right, let's go to Mike Prezuda. Mike, go ahead. TJ, your defensive coordinator, Keith Butler, said it's realistic to expect Highsmith to get snaps. Uh, what do you think he can do as a rookie, and how often might he be needed to relieve you and Bud? Uh, I, I think Alex has done a great job of just being ready in this, in all these uh, tough circumstances to be a rookie. And I think he, he knows the defense really well. Uh, he's making all the proper calls. He's asking all the right questions. And uh, I feel like he can definitely uh, fill in when needed. And I think Bud and I found out last year that we, we can't play the full game. We can't play every single snap um, if we want to play to our uh, fullest of potential. Uh, so I think he can definitely help rotate in the games this year. All right, we'll move on to Brooke Fryer. Brooke, go ahead. Hey, TJ, uh, I've got a spike ball question for you. Uh, we talked to Tyson about it yesterday. He said that the two of you are the best team. Uh, but I was just curious, how did that game start it, and how important is it to have that camaraderie in the locker room, especially in a year where you're not in Latrobe for a normal camp or doing things, building team building the way you normally would be this time of year? 
Yeah, I think uh, I think Cam brought it in. Cam Hayward. Uh, I think one of his agents sent the gift or some some along those lines. A, a spike ball uh, game got in our locker room, and obviously we all are very competitive individuals. Uh, we all teamed up, and it's nice because usually it's D lines versus linebackers versus safeties and corners and um, everything like that. But we were able to intermingle teams. I'm with Tyson, and uh, we are just point blank unstoppable. So. Um, it's, we have a championship match, I think, either today or tomorrow with Cam and Tuit, so it'll, it'll be interesting to see who comes out on top. All righty, let's move on to Dale Lolly. Dale, go ahead. Hey, TJ, I was just curious uh, what it's been like to, to have uh, your brother Derek in camp with you here. Uh, have you guys been able to even hang out off the field as well? It's been awesome. Uh, very surreal experience just to be able to be out in the practice field and look over and see uh, the Watt in the back of the jersey on, on someone else other than myself and um, just be able to go over there and talk to him about uh, how he's enjoying his experience in Pittsburgh because I'm getting so I'm so used to the process here that it's all new for him. Um, so sometimes I may take things for granted that he's seeing for the first time and um, I've obviously been able to see him a lot off the field as well. Uh, he lives in my neighborhood here in Pittsburgh so it's it's been awesome to be able to see him, his family and uh, obviously, my nephew as well. All right, Mark Caboli. Mark, go ahead. Hey, TJ. Uh, you were one of the finalists for the uh, defensive player of the year last year, 14-plus sacks. I'm sure you're not going to sneak up on anybody this year. How do you uh, ready yourself, anticipate for uh, offenses gearing to take you out of the game? I think it's very difficult when you have uh, the, the line that we have, the, just the defense that we have, all the weapons. I mean, you look at Cam Hayward, too, and you got Tyson rotating in, but on the other side, and then all of our blitzers from the back end as well. Uh, I think that's the, the amazing thing about our defense is that you can't really pinpoint one player. Otherwise, the other three are going to take advantage. And uh, I'm just very fortunate to be able to be on this defense and uh, be part of something bigger than just myself. All right. Will Graves. Will, go ahead. Hey, TJ, um, couldn't help but notice uh, that, you know, the, the Subway commercial with your brothers that ran uh, a bunch during the offseason, the, the TV show, uh, you know, that you guys put together. I mean, are you getting more comfortable in having your profile being raised outside of just strictly football? I mean, JJ has always been sort of the, you know, out there guy, but it seems like you're starting to get a little more comfortable in, in, in having a somewhat of a similar um, profile. I guess you could say a little bit, trying to stick my toe in the water. Um, I, it's it's very important for me to be a football player first and to be the best football player that I can possibly be and to make sure that nothing off the field interferes with it, whether that's the commercial shoots, the TV um, shows, all that stuff doesn't matter if I'm not performing on the field. So first and foremost, it will always be uh, me being a football player. Uh, but when it comes to doing those shows and the, the subway commercials and things along those lines, um, obviously I've seen Jay do that stuff for years, and it's always fun to – um, put myself out of my own comfort zone and try new things. All righty, let's move on to Joe Rudder. Joe, go ahead. Yeah, TJ, do you and Bud set any kind of individual goals for each other? And in what ways do you kind of push each other? I don't, I don't know if there's necessarily individual goals. Nothing public that I know of. I, I'll never publish my, my individual goals. Um, but there's always I, – I just want to – I want to be able to be a game wrecker. I want to be able to be somebody that the other team has to scheme around. And I know that the same goes for Bud as well. And uh, we push each other each and every day. And he learns new moves throughout the offseason, and so do I. And uh, just making sure that there aren't many times in practice where we're just kind of sitting on the sidelines, not working on our game. Um, if it's a special teams period, neither of us are out there. We're trying to be on the sidelines, 
uh, trying to help each other out, become the best players that we can possibly be. All right, we'll move on to Jeff Hathorn. Jeff, go ahead. TJ, obviously you had a couple of years at Latrobe. What has this been like training at Heinz Field? You can just give us an idea of, of how the team has adapted to this. Yeah, it's been an adjustment period. I think that's kind of league-wide. Everybody this time of year is, is not normal. Uh, but this whole season is going to be normal. There's going to be a lot of adjusting. And I think that uh, the team that adjusts the quickest uh, is going to be the most successful. And I feel like we've done a good job of that, of just kind of taking things in stride. And at the end of the day, what happens in, in between the white lines and the football field um, is what's going to determine the best team. And uh, I feel like we've been able to put away all the distractions um, whether we're in Latrobe, whether we're here at Heinz Field or at the South Side, um, and just play football at the end of the day. And I'm, I'm very proud of the work that we've been able to put in so far. All right, Jim Wexel. Jim, go ahead. Uh, TJ, two-parter. Um, first part, how, how are you? What's the plan to get JJ in here? And the second part is um, you and Bud, your sack total came within one, one and a half of the team record. That record was set in uh, 2008, championship team. You guys went eight and eight. What, what, I mean, with your quarterback, how much can that help your numbers? I mean, I, I don't know what it's going to take to get JJ. That's not for me. That's for him and his agents and all that stuff. That's way above my pay grade. Um, and as far as I, I don't, I don't like to talk about individual statistics, whether it's for me, Bud, or anybody on our team, because, like you said, we were eight and eight, and the bottom line is that wasn't good enough. And I think that uh, you can't pin that on one position group, one person. Um, it's us collectively as the Pittsburgh Steelers, and we have to do a better job uh, this preseason time, this camp, um, and then obviously trying to get the ball rolling and start off the right way in New York and uh, keep the ball rolling from there. All right, let's go to uh, Brian Backo. Brian, go ahead. Hey, TJ, I wanted to ask you one more about Derek, uh, not necessarily the, the off-field aspect of it, which you guys have talked about a lot, but how much can he help this running game? I mean, I, I know you've, you've played against him. You've, you've had to scout him in that sense, and I'm sure you've also just watched him uh, a lot when, when you guys aren't playing at the same time. Uh, what, what can he do here as he tries to uh, fill in at fullback for this team? I think that he's just a, a very well-rounded athlete. Uh, first and foremost, he can catch the ball out of the backfield. He can line up wide and run, run crisp routes. Uh, obviously, we know that he can block being a fullback, whether it's routing a guy out, uh, backs on backers, or if it's cutting on the edge. Uh, I think that he can he can do a multitude of things, and that's just on the offensive side of the ball. I think then you look into his special teams, leading the NFL in special teams tackles. Uh, it's very impressive, and I know that he takes great pride in just being the ultimate team player and trying to make an impact uh, the best way that he can for his team. So I'm excited to have him. Right. Let's move on to Teresa Varley. Teresa, go ahead. Hey, TJ, how you doing? I'm great, Teresa. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> Seems like there's been a lot of energy at practice. Without the preseason, key to show the young guys, you know, to keep that energy up. Has practice been very competitive, so the guys just coming in, the young guys can see that to know what to expect when they go out there full fire for the first regular season game. Yeah, I think it's important to kind of show the young guys that without preseason games, you are going up against the same guys each and every day. And you're not going to always have that adrenaline that you would um, if you were playing in those four preseason games. And also another aspect is once we go into these stadiums, there aren't going to be fans if there are very few. 
Um, there's going to be a lot of hype uh, in the stadium that you're going to be able to physically feel. Um, so you have to get yourself up for these moments. And uh, what better setting to do that than here in training camp? Um, you're not always going to feel like playing football or that you're going to be 100% out there and um, being super hyped. So I think it's important for us to feed off of each other. Uh, for me, I want to be one of those energy guys and lead by example um, just to try to carry the team um, as far as having a, an emotional uh, get-ready-to-play football uh, type of atmosphere, even though the, the fans aren't going to be in the stands necessarily. All right, we'll move on to Albie Oxenreiter. Albie, go ahead. Hey, TJ, how are you? I'm great. Um, do you feel, as a team, do you, got, do you feel momentum this deep into training camp? You talked a couple minutes ago about how nothing is normal and you have to adjust. But that being said, do you feel you guys have gained momentum in, in your workouts and now that you've been in pads at, at Heinz Field? Absolutely. Um, like I said, we, we're just keep continuing to gel and grow as a unit. Um, Steve Nelson going into his second year here in Pittsburgh. You have Devin Bush going into his second year as well. Um, and we just feel super fast. We feel super physical. Um, it, I mean, we're flying around. We are making a ton of plays. Uh, making life very difficult on the offense. And uh, it's just fun to see who's going to make the play next. And uh, that's the great thing about our defense. We don't care who's making the plays as long as we're all making them together. All right, we got time for two more. We'll go to uh, Hugh Ringer. Hugh, go ahead. TJ, uh, you've had an amazing three-year career so far here with the Steelers. You came in as a number one pick. Most people thought you'd be very good you have uh, transcended uh, many expectations. How were you able to do this? Is it uh, the what way or what is it? Well, thank you for the generous uh, introduction there. I appreciate that. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think it's just hard work. I think uh, I've always had kind of had the plan of how I wanted to enter the NFL. And obviously I had the blueprint from both of my brothers of just wanting to put my head down and work as hard as I possibly can. Um, not doing a lot of talking. Uh, if you go back to all my interviews as a rookie, I probably was very shy. I didn't want to say a lot at all um, and, and just wanted to work, wanted to soak up as much information as I possibly could and gain the trust of my teammates. And then year two, try to kind of develop more and take that huge jump that Coach Tomlin always talks about from year one to year two. And uh, the number one consistent thing year in and year out is just the hard work and always wanting to get better. Uh, there's still so many assets of my, so many parts of my game that I want to um, continue to grow in uh, that I can always get better at. So I'm just very eager, very eager to start this season, but also understand this process of training camp is a time for me to improve um, not only personally, but as a teammate as well. Well, that's a wrap for today, everybody. Thank you so much. That was TJ Watt. And uh, hopefully this afternoon we get a little padded practice work and we'll be back with more tomorrow. Thanks for listening. I'm Tunch. I'm sorry. I'm Wolf. He's Tunch. <laughs> And we'll be back tomorrow. <laughs> See ya. ESPN Pittsburgh traffic. Could still see some slowdowns from an earlier accident in Regent Square, South Braddock at Saunders Street. In McKees Rocks, an accident with a fire involved. It's Chartiers Avenue at St. John Street. And expect that delay on the Swickley Bridge. It's down to a single lane until 3. I'm Bonnie Diver. Total traffic.